back to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I see the things that they do way less than they see. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Can't be a real, might get you canceled. The whole system need to dismantle. Copper treated. Like the utmost wanted Trying to rule the block but don't know what goes on it News got a story with a new take on me Carrying out the window with the screw face on me But I know that God love me when my burn 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned Wonder when your government will make me legal Burn the whole city if I can't be equal Get off my d- please Brad I earn that 400 years how you still ain't learn I take pack to the lung kill the stress to the heat I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they see. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Shout out to the trying to gentrify the genre. Tell them free my middle finger to your honor. In the days coming down the seconds on the timer. Goofy still trying to purchase that designer. About to buy learn to grow my own food. Cause I don't like the look they give me in the whole foods. And when you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready. But it ain't on me now, I'm limping cause my heavy. But ain't sweet, think we thin. My whole attitude on MC Ren. It's my neighborhood now, Bob, I bought that. 400 years, how you still ain't caught that? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do, way less than they see. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out. Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside. Uh, a war on the real, baby, look out.
I'm sitting here talking, didn't have the mic on. Didn't even look at the chat room, right? Just one button. Let's start all over again. <laughs> like I said, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It really touched me. And the fact that you know that Mrs. Skirv backs me and you included her in the birthday wishes. And we're a team. I love you all unconditionally. I do this out of my heart. Those that may not have spoken to me over the phone or in person, or you're just peeping in here, I love you too. I love these hot lights that's making my bald head sweat, but that's okay in this African heat because this is where I'm supposed to be. And like I said, been beating down the racist algorithms for 22 years, and we're going to continue. I know the big 60 means to most people, but for me, I'm going to redefine it. I dance to the beat of my own drummer, and I don't think that this is the end or I should be declining. If anything, if not going up, at least plateau and keep going and get more intense. Because what I've learned in the previous 60 years of my life and what I've experienced in the previous 60 years of my life, you can't take that away from me. I know what the real deal is, and I'm not afraid to speak the truth. I'm not, not afraid to speak my perspective, but also I'm not afraid to learn. I'm not going to be some old geezer, some senior citizen who doesn't want to hear anything. I embrace the youthful energy that's out there. I embrace the wisdom of my elders and all in between because we're part of the same chain. I may have gotten here earlier than some of you here or maybe later, but we're part of the same chain. Don't be fooled by the enemy. To, with those deceptive tricks in the mind of us using social media against us, using the music in our culture against us, hijacked with poison lyrics, good beats that are drawing us in, but poison lyrics. No, we define ourselves. This is a time right now, 2023. I just did a conversation with Mrs. Skurve for about an hour. You'll hear it tomorrow. I'll put that up on YouTube. And we got down in it. It's time for us now Forget these narratives about what we are and other people telling us who we are. We define who we are. We know we lost our original names, those of us who came from the motherland. But then again, the whole planet is Africa. Get rid of their names. Get rid of everything of theirs. Ours is the sweetest. Ours is the best. We don't need validation from an enemy. Now, tell me if that was hate, hate speech. To love ourselves and to show respect to our sisters and to respect our community and hold on to the trash in our hand and wait until we get to the garbage can instead of throwing it down. We wouldn't dare do that in their neighborhoods. We got to get back to having the community and not daring to do that in our neighborhoods. I can go on forever with this. I want to acknowledge the chat room. Where's my, where's my rag? Oh, hold on one second. I got to go get it. I am sweating over here. Yes, we do it like that, impromptu. Because if I didn't have the proper lighting, I'm sorry for me not hitting that button. I just thought I was so cool coming in, right? We all make mistakes. Anyway, wow, let's go down the list. Wow, we're pretty much filled up right now. Is this something? Purdy Naps, thank you, thank you for being here. Screw Greedy, yes, another year in. We're putting in the work. The beautiful sister Oyala. Yes, once again, happy born day. They're popping off quick. Isn't it something? But I'm quicker. Renee Green, mixed genre phase, Miss Genre. That's what I call her. 
You love that song, right? I got to email it to you. Matthew White, Master Glam. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me slide down. We got some doubles here. Nephi, much love to you, Nephi. I don't want to skip anybody. So um, Demarcus, wake up, Williams. That's right, wake up. <laughs> and if they don't wake up, kick them in the side, make them get up. The house is on fire, for real. Let me see. Well, Sweet D, yes, Sweetberry, 32. Yes, sweetheart. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Other than that, let me see. We have anybody new? Um, well, thank you. Thank you. I didn't get any sleep. Um, I feel, I don't feel terrible. I would never say that about myself, sweetheart, but Miss Gerv woke me up early today. We had to make some runs and go shopping. I didn't get no sleep. I don't think I look too good. I'm not fishing for compliments. You were saying, I know I look better. And from this point on, as we really closed down on a lot of the projects that we're doing, which you know, the project we're doing, which, which is not going to be completely done right away. But within the next few months, we transition into that location. My look and my health and my fitness, I really want to lose about, and not about a number, because I'd be a hypocrite if I said it was, but I would really lose another 30 pounds. I can find places to pull it away, whatever. That's going to do a whole new look. That's going to be a whole new makeover. It's going to be like a facelift. Remember when I had malaria? People that didn't know, they said, oh, man, your face is chiseled, whatever. I'm like, oh, I had malaria. But I want to do and come down to that and get more exercise and be more active. So I promised everybody some footage from today. I made a big mistake. I left my card in the computer and didn't put it in my camera because I was rushing. I had everything set up. Had it in my hand, ready, right? But looked in there and didn't have the card. So we're going to make up for that tomorrow and uh, early on. Not too early. I'm going to get a little bit of sleep. But we're going to uh, go up on the mountain, tool around up there, and go a little further. We sell the fruit and everything so I can show you that. That I will bring, you know. And my first mindset told me to bring my smaller GoPro, which already has a card in there. But I forgot to take it out of the computer. But Mr. Skurve is kind of rushing me, and I was kind of dragging so, yeah, I want to thank you. Oh, um, over here, what time is it? It's uh, 2.56, but you know time don't matter to me. Time is something that is imaginary until you have to deal with the engineered system that we're in. You know what I mean? So I feel good, though. A little fatigue, a little fatigue, but I don't let that bother me. You, you can breathe air like you can breathe here with no chemtrails. And, you know, we discuss the different mentalities here. Okay, this is a call coming in. Oh, this Michael Hamer. <laughs> this man came in the house, right? Let me answer him because he wants to record something. Okay, let me see. And my other phone is ringing. See, he rings me in this one. Mike, my brother. Okay, let's see what's going on here. Now he's still ringing on this one. That's crazy. And when I hit this thing, it doesn't open. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Oh, my brother, how are you doing? Yes, yes. You know, it's freaky when you call um, the Facebook Messenger app, it rings on both phones. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But we got the connection now. I'm actually on live now. Give me about 10 minutes to talk a little bit and bring some other sisters and brothers in. I'll hook you up on the other uh, module and I'll let you record and do it as long as you can because everybody misses you. All right. Give, give me about 10 minutes, okay? Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Unless you want to come on live for a little while. We still want to. 
Okay. All right. Okay, cool. I'm going to call you right back. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. I love being a scurf. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm, I don't mean it in a braggadocious way, right? What I mean is that we can carve out the kind of life that we want. You know, with this title, have black people missed the boat waiting for reparations? Um, and other go uh, government sub subsidized empty promises. I'm trying to raise this up a little bit. Um, in a sense, we missed the boat, but we haven't. John Kennedy, President Kennedy, <laughs> thank you so much for the love, much love and appreciation. Um, the work that we do is collective. It's not just me. And I don't am I getting weaker now? Why can't I pull this thing up? Pull up just a little bit. Does the sound sound good? Do I have to pull it up? But why isn't it coming up? Hold on a second. What the heck? No, I tighten this up so tight. I just leave it like this. I think I think the sound is okay, right? Yeah, Mr. Hamer, right? We miss him. I'm gonna call him back, hook this thing up. Um, and we're gonna roll tonight. Yes. So um that's the thing. Yeah, Effie, we'll do just that. I'm very, very busy and going through a few things, but yeah, I will do that. We're going to get everybody who wants to participate because there's a few people who caught the ear of some bad apples and gossip and, and, and this and that and power struggles. And I want to be the one. I want to be the queen. I want to be the one heard. And with me on my own show, there's mine. It's not even like that with me. I'll tell people to come on and I'll let you talk. I mean, it's easy to get a free YouTube platform, but, you know, we do have the followers here. We are shadow banned. But I have no, there's no ego here. Like, come on and sit down and talk. I'll moderate everything and sit in the background. You know what I mean? I can, I can, I can be the star of the show. I can be the person sweeping the floor. I can be the person cleaning the toilet. I can be the person that's cooking the food in the back in the kitchen. I don't, I don't crave the, the whole, yes, it's me and la, 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 la. Hollywood. No, you do your pretty graphics. You you throw your faces and everything and take the picture just right. But nah, nah. That's why, I, like right now, earlier, you know, and I wanted to go live. And when I spoke with Master Glam and others, listen, let's go live. Said, okay, prop. True. I didn't want to go too late for you, but I realized you're four hours behind me, so it's no problem. But again, let me let me just give you props, John Kennedy, and put you up there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You know, your presence here is, is the most, you know, thing. Um, this is not just a funny thing, but yes, it will go back into the platform and run and everything because there's a lot of things that I have to keep up, a lot of things that I have to get, you know, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to admit it in them, you know, um, it really helps. It really does. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, like I was saying, we've missed the boat. No, we really didn't, but in a sense we did. If we sit around waiting for this government who will say or use us for 400 years. And I'm not like these other people who wear lip gloss and just differentiate between African people who are all over the world or American Africans. As and notice I said American Africans. We got to start saying it that way. Pope Leo X suggested to me, well, he was saying it. I said, man, I got to use that. You know, let me see here. We got golden gold. Doesn't get any more gold than golden gold. Tracy J, thank you so much for being here. And the birthday wishes, the birthday wishes. Like I said, I, I really do feel good. I know I dog myself out sometimes staying up real late. 
the six and seven, but this is a passion for me. Y'all don't know. This is really, really a passionate thing for me um, to do the graphics, to think up the shows, to vibe with people, to meet people, to connect with people. And the things that, that I receive as far as the messages that nobody sees, it seriously can bring tears to my eyes. It's a validation from my own people. You see what I mean? That I don't need anybody else. I don't need those other people and try to get into their world or become this and become that. I am what I am already. And your presence being here validates me, my own people. So all those other people who are watching, I'm not coming for anything that you have or you think you have because within my community, this is spiritually, mentally, and physically nourishing for me. I go to bed every night with a smile on my face. A lot of times I can't even go to sleep because I'm so worked up from the stimulation, especially, and don't forget, I'm going to put it up on the top of the actual, okay, let's see, where is it now? Where is it? Okay. I'm going to do the conference line again tonight. Um, okay, here it is. Here it is. Let's put it in there, make sure. And I'm going to pin it to the top. Yes, I is. Yes, I speak about it sometimes. <laughs> okay, let's go over here to YouTube because I was on the other program. And let's pin it to the top. And this is another that you need to have in your phone along with my direct number, the conference line number, the direct number, and I have to start flashing it at the bottom of the screen. I have to make sure to do that. Um, yeah. Okay, let's see. Okay, we're good. Um, I'm going to put the link a little earlier. I'm not trying to run away from the show now, but as you see, you know, we can't have Michael Hamer waiting for me. I'm going to hook it up on the other module over there, and I'll, I'll pretty much block my screen. And whoever wants to come in, I'm letting you in. Master Glam, Tracy J, Mix, Genre Faves, whoever else wants to come in. That would give me a break to just get this one in because you don't want to miss Michael Hamer. We'll have it up tomorrow. We'll have Mr. Skurve up with me for the hour. Tomorrow, we're going to go to the mountain and get some footage. When I get up, I'm going to do something quick and live and maybe some short recordings. Just love. Just keep coming with it. Just keep coming with the work. This has been a total blessing to me, not a be blessing, but a blessing in, in, in you know, the common sense way we speak it. You know, too many of us get caught up in breaking down the word. We know that the English language is so full of curses and spells, like they say cursive when you write and spells, spelling. We understand that. But you know what? Put your hands up, put your fists up and go straight forward. It ain't nothing, nothing's going to happen to us. Nothing bad's going to happen to us. We can't operate in fear. We're not going to be done now. I'm not going to see a tank coming at me and I'm going to stand up proud and take a little rock like them little dudes over in Palestine and throw a rock at a tank. I'm getting out the way. I got to preserve myself. And so when people see me now that knew me from many years ago, <clears throat> that thought I might be a statistic, not for any reason of being out there in the criminal world or do whatever, but just from us, Master Glam, I see you. Yes, you're here. I'm going to unmute, you, unmute yourself when you're ready. Yes, I'm definitely here. Yes. Let me hear you. Yes, I like I'm how here. That yes. 
care. I'm for glad the you are. I'm glad that um, you know um. It did it to me again. Let me hear you, sir. Okay. Okay. Master Glam, let me see if we connect correctly. Okay. They got me early today, as you can see.
Um, because I don't I usually see, yeah, you guys can definitely hear me. So I know you guys can. Um, but yes, Lance, you are a library, uh, just a library of information. And I'm just so grateful for you. I mean, just you're hilarious, your stories and everything. But you know, when people really if they listen, they, they got to listen and just the messages that you have, like everything that you have like been through all the stories, like you were really prepared for this. Like, you know, each of us, we were chosen for this. We're chosen to, to impact the whole world, like our community, our area, like, you know, we're chosen to do this. You know, a lot of times we think like, we're just, you know, this little itty bitty person, you know, we can't, you know, impact, but I mean, we can impact, you know, and our impact is, you know, within our environment. That's why we're here. That's why we're called. That's why we're chosen. That's why our soul, you know, was called to this plane. And, you know, the impact that we have, you know, it goes on, you know, when we are not here, you know, so all this, all of this information and stuff, it, it's just, it, it is so important for us to really listen and take like some of this stuff in, you know, we, we talk about, we were talking about, you know, the trinkets that they give, you know, these trinkets and hopefully you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the, it's the trinkets that the, the government gives us that we think that, you know, we need, because for some reason we feel a lot of us feel like we, we have to stay here. Like, you know, like we're, we're tied to here. Like what's tying you here, you know, to, to the States, like what's tying you here, your family, you know, you, you, you don't think that you, your, your family, like, you know, I, I know we love our family and stuff, but a lot of us, we have dysfunctional families. You know, a lot of us, we can still be here for our families, you know, unless you're with somebody who, who is like sick and needs you. Like, guys, let's go out there. Let's go out there. Let's go out to the diaspora and, and see, especially Africa, because they're going there. They are there. And we can't, we can't just let them go there and, and claim, claim what, what they told us that when they were ridiculing, you know, our brothers and sisters and our family, our ancestors in, in America, when they were ridiculing them, to, uh, the original people of this plane, of this country, they were ridiculing them. And after they did what they did and captured them and, you know, they, they just, and, and the things that they tell you when you're in school, you know, they don't, they don't teach you about these things. And, you know, all these people, they, they just want to act like they're so ignorant. As soon as I come in, they keep knocking me out. Okay, man. They, Flame, of, I know course, you. of course, right. they're going to knock you out because they, they know that it's going to be fire today, tonight. They know, they know that we're going to be spitting that fire tonight, especially it's your birthday. I mean, it's Aries season. So no. that's, yeah. that's that fire energy. That's that warrior mm -hmm. energy. That's Aries, right, right. the warrior. I can't so. can't hold it no more. I got. I'm going to be a little more aggressive in life. I've always been, but it's the control thing. I don't mean like a bully, but now that I, I'm the old man phase now as a joke. I know I'm not old, old, old. I know there's a lot of juice in my foot. What I'm saying is that I made it. I wasn't supposed to make it. I'm just saying this for all black men and women. They set traps out for us and obstacle courses out for us. And when they see us get to a certain point in life, it's like, there must be something wrong here. He's not supposed to exist. He's not supposed to be speaking this way. 
still exists and know how to navigate. That means I know how to navigate and step over the minefields and the traps that you have for me. We can't have him speaking and teaching other brothers and sisters do the same thing. I don't know everything, but what I know, I know I'm going to share, right? And I'm not supposed to be. I look at them and then some of them come here in a tourist corridor. Hey, guy. Wow. How long have you been in Ghana? Whatever. I'm, I'll tell them, like, yeah, I've been there 30 years or something. I just I never tell them the truth. Right. And he said, well, you know, it comes around to age. Right. Let me hit this up. No. OK. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess I'm. You know, I actually put the banner up just in case, but I'll take it down. Um, I'm gonna hook up Mr. Hamer on the other module. Can you guys hear Lance, or is it just me? I, I don't think so, because now I see the little sound audio thing let me look in the chat real quick mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Tracy said we will fight <laughs> Tracy said that we will fight. <laughs> yes, Lance. Yes, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, you guys, um, just like Lance said, um, don't, you know, they, this is what it, what it really means to be woke is when you realize, you know, the stuff that we're talking about, when you realize some of this stuff and you, it's like you look around and it's like everybody is oblivious to this and they think that, Oh, you, they're just angry black people. Yeah. And they want you to, you know, continue to be, you know, little slaves. And it's, it's just so much. <laughs> it's so much. And, and if you think that I'm, you know, insane or I don't know what I'm talking about, look at what happened with the young gentleman, the basketball player who or who stood up for himself and, you know, decided that, you know, he, he was going to take a knee or, or, or whatever. Like, look, look what happened to him. Look what happened to him. Um, and then who, who was it that posted something? They posted something, didn't even say anything, didn't leave any commentary, any kind of hateful comments. And what happened to him again? What happened to him again? Yeah. So... They use you just like they're using them. <laughs> they're using them like, like workhorse, like cattle. This is their nature. This is their nature. This is who they are. This is what they do. And oh, you know, oh, it might not be all of them. It's not all of them. Listen to the birds chirping while I'm talking. Yeah, I know. But this is their nature. This is what they do. So they treat you like a little workhorse. They ride you and ride you. Treat you like a prostitute. Sometimes they give you, you know, give you some money, give you some little trinkets. 
you know, give you some assistance. <laughs> give you some assistance. And you think that, you know, all is well with the world and that's why you want to stay here. That's why you think that this, this place is better. We are dying out here. We are dying out here. And some of us think that, oh, because it didn't happen to us yet. It didn't happen. Are you waiting for it to happen to you? Are you waiting for it to happen to you? I mean, honestly, myself, I've been pulled over in my own neighborhood on my own street while I was about almost eight months pregnant. You know, and I give this woman my ID and uh, where, where are you coming? Where are you going to? Where, where do you live? What? Look at my driver's license, ma'am. Why are you pulling me over? Oh, what are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? I'm eating. I'm eating, ma'am. I'm pregnant and I'm hungry. Why are you pulling me over? Harassing me. And you have my driver's license and now you're asking me, where do I live? What am I doing here? I'm on my street, ma'am. My house is my house is down the road. What, what, what are you asking me? You know, my mom's been pulled over again on this same street, pulled over out of her car. At this time, my mom was like, what? She's in her 50s. And my mom is like, she's the sweetest Haitian lady. Like, you know, I'm, I I don't know sometimes where I get this fire from because it damn sure don't come from her. Un, un, unless she's upset because she did, you know, all they, we all got that fire in us. But, you know, pulled over and uh, get out the car. Well, where'd you get this car from? It's like an old Benz, like an old, old Benz. Like, I don't even remember the year, like probably from the 60s or something. And it's like, where, what? Oh, we, we got a description of, the, of a vehicle. Like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. Stop fucking lying. And because they see sometimes that you're so naive, you know, you get so scared. You know, you, huh, what, what do I do? You know, you let them do whatever to you because we're so scared. And that was like, that was like years ago. I was going to say years ago before they was, you know, shooting you out here on the streets, but they, they was doing that then. It's just that we, we didn't see it. We didn't see it on um, Instagram. Now we see it on Facebook and, and, and stuff like that. We have all of that, that social media. So <laughs> we see this stuff now and, but it's been going on and they give you these little trinkets and make you jump through these little hoops and these circles to, to, to keep these trinkets or to even get them. Imagine if you're a, if you have a sick child and, you know, you choose not to vaccinate your child and, you know, now you go to the doctor's office and they tell you that, Oh, well, uh, we can't, you know, we'll service you today, but we can't see you because, you know, you're a liability, a liability to who? A liability to who? And and now in, in California, I see like they're not even giving you the option um, to have an exemption to not vaccinate your child. And, you know, you know what it really is? It, it goes deep. It goes deep because I, I did a little bit of research after I was talking to a, a sister from here, Riri, and um, I come to find out um, if any medical doctor gives more than five, I believe it was five medical exemptions. If you give more than five medical exemptions in the year in the state of California, they will, they will investigate that that will cause them to have an investigation and find out if there was some, is this a real medical reason? What was the reason that these 
these uh, exemptions were given, given, because now it, it doesn't matter. This is about, you know, this is a, about your medical well-being. You know, if, if you're able to get the job, you, you need to get it. You got to do it. That's what that's what they're doing there. And, you know, <laughs> it's just it's just, it's just so much. And it's just like, are you just going to you're just going to fall in line and just be a, like a little sheep? You're just going to be a little sheep and just do what they tell you. And look, look, look at the shit that's happening. Look at this. Like we we saw we were talking about it on the chat. They don't even call it immunization anymore because it, it doesn't help your immune system. Even when they was given started giving this this little jab, they told you that oh we don't we don't necessarily we're not necessarily saying that you will not contract this um virus, but um you should take it take it take it for what if it if it <laughs> if it can't prevent me from getting this virus, why are you telling me to take it? You see, we don't think. And then when things start to happen and, you know, we are like, we have, a, you know, compromised immune systems like a lot of us do. And we go and go get this shit. And then, we, you know, our family members are dying. Like, I know people who have literally died. You know, they were healthy individuals. Not, not everyone who was just, you know, a sick person was, you know, just up and died or something. There's people who are just healthy individuals and, you know, they just drop dead from this. Like, how does that happen? <laughs> but moving on, because we know how they feel about that. We know how they feel about that. And you know how they want to censor everything. You know, why you got to censor everything? Why can't we talk? What's the problem? What are you hiding? What can't we talk about? Isn't it isn't it, aren't isn't it freedom of speech? Aren't we able to talk about whatever we want to talk about? Why can't we do that? Because anytime they see you doing something, anytime they hear you talking, anytime they see a group of you, they what what are they doing? What what are they? They have to monitor you. <laughs> they have to monitor you. Just like they used to monitor you on the plantation. <laughs> what are those niggas out there doing on that field? They better be picking their fucking cotton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're always monitoring you. <laughs> they monitor you at work. They monitor you when they live next door. <laughs> but y'all start letting them just... Continue to let them think that they got one up on you. Continue to let them think that. And and y'all need to stop playing. And start playing the game right along with them. Because they're over there. And just, they, they try to tell you, oh, it's just, oh, there's nothing there. They They tell you that so much that even your own people your own people who look like you, they will tell you that, oh, Africa is no place to live. What's over there? What is over there? There's nothing there. They make you think that you can only live here, that this is the best place in the world. <laughs> look what's happening. Don't listen to me. Look, look what's happening. 
You look for yourself what's happening. But them, they're over there. They're telling you it's the worst place there. But everything, everything that they get, their supplies, <laughs> even things, <laughs> the things that you use to, to build your kitchen, your, your granite, <laughs> things that they use for cell phones, cobalt, crystals, like all kinds of things that they tell you are, are evil or, or, or whatever. They go over there and they dig that shit up. <laughs> they dig it up and they take it home and they use it. And then they sell it to you. You know, these are the type of things that they do. And <laughs> I know Tracy, is Tracy going to get on here? Like Tracy, because we got to make Chandra. Where you at, girl? Because I'm, I'm so, <laughs> Lance, I'm so. I'm back. It, it didn't knock me out. I know, I dropped but, but <laughs> it's okay, though, because they can't stop it. <laughs> they can't. can't stop it. I got I got another piece of audio cooking up right now on my other recorder. I got another one in the back that and else calls me, we can do it. I got another one over here. Look, we record stuff and put it up. They can't knock it off. You know what I mean? Unless they knock it off a of hate speech. And I know how to get around that whole thing unless I really get bold one day and say, Well, I can't believe I said that. But um, yeah, they can't stop it. They can't stop it. They know it's inevitable. And the more we I won't even say believe in ourselves. I'll say the more we know in ourselves, of ourselves, you know, because if you look at life, it's a funny thing because things that put fear in us when we were younger, right? We pick our teeth with that. It doesn't bring fear. It may bring a little sense of uh, uh, uneasiness, but when you were a little child and, you know, you played where you were supposed to play and, you get a little older and you, you go go to another part of the city on your own and you graduate high school or you just gradually go up. You take a, tra a, a train or a bus or a plane to another state, stay overnight, travel by yourself. Those little apprehensions that you had, they don't exist anymore. And then like myself, who I, I, I've been through the loss of the transition of my parents and you think about it, you say, oh, man, I don't want to think about it. You face with going through that. You know what I mean? And then, okay, that's something that hurts no matter who it is in your circle, but you understand what it is and it doesn't put any fear in your heart anymore. You, know? you conquer that. So we have to kind of get off on the fact that we conquered so many things, that we overcame so many things. And we have to look back to past victories that at one point we may have been a little unsure, but we forged forward in that anyway. And we're supposed to gain strength from that. We're not supposed to uh, minimize it. We're supposed to say, you know what? I got through that. Pat yourself on the shoulder. Because in many circumstances that many people have been faced, they didn't handle it correctly. They're trying to knock me off again. So if they do, I'm dropping this link. Um, let me drop it again real quick. If you want to come on and join Master Glam. And I would say me, but they're knocking me off every few seconds. As soon as I start to get into a rhythm, they start their foolishness. So it is what it is. Um, and I'm going to show you, Master Glam, how to work this thing and mix genre and Oyala and everything so shows can go on. Go on. It won't, if they target me, they won't get me because I won't be on it. I'm going to be able to be a spectator for a little while. So, um, like I said, you know, we're supposed to look back not to regret or feel pity or anything. Look back on our past victories and draw strength from them and understand that whatever comes at us in this life, 
We're equipped for it. You know, we are put here to righteously struggle. I don't mean struggle like we're supposed to always be broke and always be within lack or whatever. But I mean, we have our comfort zone. We have our nice place that we're in. It doesn't mean apartment or house. I mean, within ourselves. And we're supposed to keep ourselves out of the comfort zone all the way. We can't fight to stay in that place because we'll regress. So if we're okay where we are, which we shouldn't always be from within, we should always be striving for more depth. I don't mean more things, more cars, bigger house, this and that. No, but for more depth and more understanding to make ourselves better because you can lose the things. The bottom line is if you have wisdom, if you have the knowledge on how to get through certain things, these are the things that you can pass on to your children, to your family, to loved ones, to the world on how, how you faced a certain issue and you overcame it. You know, so those are the things you want. Of course, you're in the system. I'm not mad if you want a nice car, if you want this or that, but that's not the main goal. We got to keep ourselves a little bit out of the comfort zone because it's in that place that we grow. It's in that place that we expand on a way that we should, because we have a lot of people who've been graced with lots of money and that's all they're going for is the bubbles and the trinkets and rubies of, of this world, but we didn't grow on the inside. So when something really, really happens, we're not equipped and we fall apart. We have nervous breakdowns. We want to jump off the bridge. We want to shoot up a mall. But when you have that resiliency that comes from coming out of the comfort zone and, and meditating and looking within to say, okay, did I react to this situation good? Or maybe I should have done it in a different way. Let me, let me rewire myself and tweak myself to make myself better for the next encounter, which may be something completely different. So everything that's thrown at us, we should be growing and growing and growing with each incident that happens to us. Sometimes a person may transition and somebody turn around three days later, same thing, what's, what's going on? But, but we're equipped with everything that happens to us. We have to understand, even if it doesn't make sense at that particular time, that we're equipped. Trust me, I've been through some real tough times emotionally. That's where my thing has been. It's never really been, oh, I've been in super poverty. I mean, I was a night away from homelessness at one point. You know what I mean? That's a whole other story, right? And bring, just the doors opened up. Um, sometimes things happen that we don't understand right away. It's okay not to understand. And just like they tell you in that state exam, that if you run a hundred questions, right? And say they give you three hours to do it, because if it was two hours, it's 120 minutes and a minute of question. Yeah, three hours to do it, right? If you run into difficulty on that particular question, don't sit there for 15 minutes and waste precious time. Go on and finish up all the other questions that you know. And if it's three or four questions like that, skip over them and then come back because you finished the test now. You can try to figure it out without any stress. Well, in life, when you somebody dumps you and breaks up with you and you love them so much, you're like, why did they break up? Why did they break? You might not get the answer right away. You might get the answer sitting at the red light by the stop sign or near a stop sign or a red light at the same, right? Say you're at the stop sign, you're sitting there, right? You look both ways and you think for a second. Then a song comes and reminds you about the person and something else that you learned about the situation directly or in another situation gives you more insight as to what happened maybe 20 years ago. Or ten years, ten years ago, depending on where where you find yourself in life, so you're not always going to get the answers right away. 
You keep moving, but don't stay stuck in a particular point in your life because you couldn't get all the answers right away. And you say, oh, it's unfair. I should I should get all the answers. No, it's, it, life cannot be fair sometimes, but it's fair when you know how to negotiate with it. And some things take a little more time to absorb. When you see a snake, and maybe it's a bad analogy, when it eats something way bigger and the jaw is wide open and it takes time to digest this thing. In life, you have this situation that you have close up on you and it takes time to digest it. And maybe you may feel weak or drained from other things. It doesn't mean you're actually weak. You can be physically drained, mentally drained, emotionally drained, spiritually drained. So this is why you keep your tanks topped off. Look at it like tanks. I have a spiritual tank. I have an emotional tank. I have a mental tank and I have a physical tank. In this world of war and battle, you can never sharpen your sword too much in your downtime. Your downtime is when you should be sharpening that sword. Not sitting there just nothing, but going deeper into things to equip yourself with the wisdom so that you can overcome those things later on. Even things and battles that you may not be in right now, but you know that you're going to one day face death. When none of us wants to face that in somebody who's in our circle. Maybe it's going to be us. So we have to get the people equipped that are around us to get everything smooth. Let's get my paperwork in order. Let's get this. This one gets this. This one gets that. This is what happens. So you don't have to pass around a cup. And they will appreciate you. Get your ducks in order in a row. And everything in a row lined up. I'm sorry for ranting off like that. Um, let me just check these. Uh, I know it's on the other side of the table. Things are still jumping. Michael Heyman's still talking. That'll be something that you hear tomorrow and be able to enjoy. enjoy. I told him just to talk as long as, as he can. I just thought it was the mindset. Yes, much love to you, brother. Enjoying the travels. I'm enjoying the travels. My brother came to Ghana. He went to Jamaica. And he's putting up such fabulous work and, and photos and philosophical stuff. He's on uh, YouTube. He's on Facebook. And he's on several other platforms. But him, my brother there... I just saw as a mindset, you saw us at the beach, uh, uh, Lobati Beach, and so um, go subscribe to him. And you just crossed over with 20,000. There's a whole lot more waiting for you. It's going to zoom up, and you are putting in some serious work, and you really keep me inspired. But that's the thing. I'm going to put the link here for anyone who comes in. And, brother, if you want to come in and say a good word, Master Glam, come on in and talk. We can still have a conversation. I'm not stepping on your toes because you're family and you're just as valuable. <laughs> um, no, but Lance, what, what you were talking about, um, I definitely mm -hmm. wanted to add on to that because um, sure. I don't think like a lot of us know, like, you know, while we're here, you know, if you we're not telling you like, oh, you know, you shouldn't live in America and stuff like that. And whatever. We're just saying that be aware that there's things that's going on where. You know, they're going to make it, uh, you know, very hard for you. But I just wanted yes. to, um, to connect, you know, what Lance was talking about to what I was talking about. Um, yeah. You guys, okay. there's, yes, there, a lot of the stuff that we're going through, like, day to day, it's like we never have time to really, you know, take time to ourselves and to really live this stress-free life that we really, really need to to live or that we deserve to live. Um, if you, like, honestly think about it, we live really by, I would say, not as if we're struggling day to day, 
some of us, you know, we we are, but we're we're meeting the needs of, you know, just our our everyday life. You know, if you look at uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, <laughs> uh, where we really want to be, like at the tippy tippy top of the pyramid, that that's really what everybody wants, which is, you know, so called happiness. You know, what we're able to create and um, you know, feel like we're accepted, like, you know, we're experiencing our purpose, you know, like we've actually found like the meaning of life and, you know, our, our inner potential, you know, that's, that's what's at the top. That's, that's our goal in life. That, that, that's like, that's something that we aspire to, something that we want to achieve, but all the way at the bottom is really the things that we're focused on every day, which is the physiological needs such as like breathing food water shelter clothing you know sleeping you know we're working all the time guys just work 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 thinking about bills and then above that would be safety and security you know you're thinking about your health you know uh you need to get a job (laughs) you need to get somewhere to stay um you know your safety and security you know you're thinking about your family providing a place for them to live you know that's what we're, we're we're usually working on these lower level things um and then once we get a job we usually want to look for love and you know we start going out with friends and stuff and that would be like the next step in you know the the pyramid the the hierarchy of needs so called and it it seems to me like a lot of us get stuck like right here at this point <laughs> you know love and belonging you know, that third level, or maybe even we, we, some of us might get to self-esteem, you know, where we're confident and we're able to achieve and, you know, do things and we have respect for others. Um, and, and we feel the, you know, the need to be a, a unique individual, but a lot of us can't even get to that point, you know, to have a, a high self-esteem about ourselves, because when we have a high self-esteem about ourselves, when we have a high self-esteem, rather we treat other people you know well you know we're happy you know we're 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 just you have a zest for life you know and a lot of us can't even get to that point because we're so stressed out and we're thinking about you know what 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 supposedly might be coming tomorrow you know all these things we're always thinking 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 and guys we we have to take time for ourselves we really have to really really think and, and start to imagine what can happen in the future, what's actually going to be happening. We have to start assessing some of this stuff, pay attention to the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Like pay attention to your environment, what's going on with these banks and, and stuff like that and how that's going to affect you and your lineage, your future. We gotta be prepared for this stuff, guys. You know, this isn't some crazy made up stuff that we're talking about. This is reality that is happening right before us. And, you know, it's a lot of us can't see it because we're put in this in this group of other people. And it's like, follow the line, follow the line, do this, do this. And while we're in this line, guys, we're not paying attention. You know, we're going to work all the time. We're not looking. We're not looking that way. We're not looking. We're just going to work. We're on our phone. We're on the tablet. You know, we're not paying attention. We have to get back to, to, to reality. We have to get back to nature, you know, live a life that. You know, I'm not like Lance said, I'm not saying, you know, don't have nice things. You know, you want to have nice things. You want to work for those things. Then great. But at the end of the day, life is about the experience, you guys. It's about the experience and all the lessons that you go through. 
you know, the people that you meet and how you treat them. You know, when your health is gone, like, you know, who are you going to find to be able to take care of you? You know, if you've been living life like a nasty person, you know, you, you, you haven't been treating people good. You know, how, what, what kind of karma do you think you're going to get? What's going to come to you? What's going to come to your family? What's going to come to, like, we don't think about these things, guys. It's so important for us to start thinking about these things. And, and they don't give us a chance to think about it because we're so worried about meeting our basic needs. And that's why the, the world is actually so over-sexualized. That's why they're, they're spitting all this stuff at us because a lot of us are still like our, our root chakra is like off. We're, we're like the root chakra is your base and like like that's what that's what grounds you and like you know keeps you keeps you grounded and, and within this plane and you know you understand what I mean so if, if your root chakra is not right if, if you're stressed out and you you can't even you know figure out how you're gonna pay these bills and you're, you're just worried about all these worldly things you know you're 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 just off balance you know you're off balance. We're, we're, we're trying, it, so we, we then attract these energies. We attract these energies and they're throwing these energies, these sexual energies at us. And, and even when they're trying to sell a burger to you, like they'll include sex in it. I, I don't know, I think it was a, a, a body wash commercial and my son was like next to me and I was, I, I felt like I had to, he had already seen it, but I, I felt like I, I had to tell my son to close his eyes for this body wash commercial because this lady dipping in the tub and she's just her body just like what is all this sexual sexually suggestive stuff for why why are they throwing this stuff at you <laughs> they want you to perpetually live in this to eat breathe sleep sex like that's, that's what they want us to think about sex <laughs> Meanwhile, you can't even attract the right energy. You can't even attract the right person. You can't even attract the right things into your life because you're so off balance. So when it comes to sex, you know, you, we're not even going to talk about, you know, what you could be attracting, <laughs> but we definitely could be attracting narcissists. <laughs> Why do you think this world is like this? Why do you think our people is like this? Yes, McGenre. Why do you think our people are is, is like this? Like, come on, you guys. This is this is what I'm talking about. Once you start connecting these things, like, ugh, come on, connect these dots, man. We've got to we've got to see things for what they really are, you guys. We got to see things for what they really are. You make genre. She came in, but she keeps getting knocked back out for some reason. So. I think she, she, can, she said, oops. <laughs> Maybe she'll pop yeah. back in. Yeah, popped it back in. You know, and, and you can open your mic when you're ready and make genre because um, I don't know if the same thing is happening to you that happened to me early on in the show. They knocked me off four or five times. Um, I'm good now for now, but that's how they do us. But like, again, they can't stop us on the conference line. They cannot stop that at all. So, you know, when you feel to open your mic, do so. I'll drop the link back in again. Um, for some reason, and we know that this particular program uh, that I use is in the cloud. So these little attacks on me, you know, it's me alone. But if, say, for example, uh, Mixed Genre or Master Glam 
hosted the show as far as them opening everything up and it's over there and still in the cloud. They can't mess with me. So we have to play that game of Saluji with them. <laughs> wow. But you're right, though. Everything you say is the truth. And, and really and truly, since we might be having some difficulty getting her in um, pretty soon, we'll speak a little longer. And um, let me look into the private chat here. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, Miss Chalmers said, oops. <laughs> There's no problem. <laughs> But yes, talk to a sister. Thank you. Are you able to hear me at all? Yes, yes I can hear you. I can hear you now. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I I agree with Master Glam. Um, like everything she's talking about, as far as like um over sexualized, you know, commercials and everything. Um yeah. it's so I like, and we wonder why, you know, we, we have a society where there's so many pedophiles, you know, because mm -hmm. they get conditioned at a young age, you know, and this is all I'm watching as a little, you know, a little child. And what am I going to grow up to be, you know? It, it's it's kind of weird. I, I find that to be very strange how kids are seeing this now. And, you know, and all this extra stuff that they keep pushing on us. Um, so, I mean, really... For me, I feel like the solution is to just really just kind of step, like fall back, you know, from this system and just kind of watch it from a distance, you know, because eventually it's going to self-destruct, you know, because um, you can't run a civilization or a society on this on these same tactics, you know, kind of gets old after a while and then people start to become aware of, you know, what you're doing, you know, it's kind of like that. Um, the uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, because for a long time we didn't really know who was behind the curtain, you know, because there's so many distractions, right? And then it's like after you know this pandemic and all this stuff, you know, people are slowly starting to see. And I think somebody mentioned in the chat too where she's talking about people dropping dead, people dropping dead, like left and right. And so it's like every single day we get proof, you know? So yeah, I I would definitely, I would definitely just stay away from this system because I it's so uncomfortable for me. And if I knew how the US was operating, like if I knew how it was, I would have probably never, I would have never probably um, came to America. I would have just stayed in my poverty stricken country and just, you know, made the best of it or something, you know? So it's kind of like, I'm kind of regretting it a little bit, um, mm -hmm. you know, because when we're over there in Africa, we thinking, you know, the West is everything. And then once once you come over here and then, you know, you just drive in and then you got a cop car just following you, like every street you turn, you know, it's just following you, it's weird. And little, little things, you know, it's, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but I, after a while of, you know, dealing with this, I, I don't want to have anything to do with the U.S. Um, so like Master Glam and I think one other sister, we're talking about Ghana and other countries like African countries. Um, and if anybody's interested, you know, we're working on our passports and everything. But for right now, I, I don't even watch the news. I don't really care what, you know, as far as our people are concerned, um, 
you know, <laughs> if it's, it concerns our people, I'll probably pay attention to it. But if not, if it's their celebrities, their, you know, whatever athletes and whatnot, I don't really pay attention to those um, anymore because I'm starting to see that this system, this the way things have been have been going, it hasn't really been for our best interest at all. It's pretty much been geared towards our destruction, actually. So that's just my two cents. And if you wanted to add more to it. <laughs> well, you hit the nail on the head. And um, could you imagine like what happened to me? I'm going to go through the whole story, but to be beat down by 11 police officers just for driving a brand new car, pulled over and pulled out. And I'm just beat down to a pulp. You know, and I, I add this part in choke and chokehold that has killed many people. Same time, punched in the face, you know, for at least two or three minutes, one after the other. Like I remember the white man's fist, how it tasted in the leather on his on his coat. This was in the wintertime, January what 26, 1989. Um, my 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 private part squeezed, was face down in the back of the trunk. My thumbs pulled back behind me and, and pulled up even higher to inflict more pain. And so that that I knew about everything that was going on because the neighborhood I lived in started to get bad. It was a beautiful neighborhood. And the crack area hit and had been around for a few years, but that was my first taste of it directly. I've been harassed different by different people, different cops or whatever before, but I could never really I I know um really close to me, two wonderful police officers, New York City police officers, was one who worked in that precinct who heard it on the radio while it was going on, but he didn't know it was me. Um, the harassment after that, after the case was there, they said I beat down the female officer and that was justification. I didn't touch anybody, you know, and to go through that and have a felony put on me that was later on reduced to uh, disorderly conduct, which they lied to me because it was resistant arrest they kept. When I went through the whole motions of getting a state corrections job um, a couple of years later, <clears throat> I went through everything and passed and had to find out, oh, no, you have this on your record. You have this uh, resistant arrest. It wasn't disorderly conduct. Anyway, he lied to me, the lawyer, right? So that kept me from getting the job. So it was just crazy. So I came down the floor and I got the job in corrections down there. And, and I, again, I didn't have the mentality. But like, well, why would you want to work for the government? Why would you want to do a job like that? Ask anybody who's been in there with me how I treated them with respect. Ask anybody who's been with me how I was different. I let, I let my reputation rest. I never had an incident. Even later on, I went to driving the bus through the same neighborhoods where guys were incarcerated from. I got nothing but love, and I was driving at night. You know what I mean? So I knew all the people who were doing things. Best believe that, but I got nothing but love and actually protection. So I never looked at us like we were monsters. I never treated us like we were monsters. But the healing is going to have to start within. But yes, you're right. Uh, uh, you're right, sister, that we're going to have to look beyond. It's a big world out here. There are different governments and different ways they rule, different climates, different people. But this place called America, and again, it may not be for everybody to leave, but, but get together with your family families are split up. Get together with your inner circle. You don't have to be blood family, but you can be a spiritual family. When you make plans to say, hey, there's some land out here in Texas. There's some land out here in Florida somewhere. Well, I mean, Florida, you know, you have the panhandle. You're going to stay away from that area. But there are little pockets of places that you can, um, and she fell off, but if she comes back on, I still see her here, but there's something she has to reconnect with her device. Um, get together. Look, life 
Life is long when you do what's right. But if time after time we avoid doing right by ourselves and, and, and make the moves, don't be afraid. Make the moves on what you need to do. Again, it doesn't mean you have to up and sell everything like we did and just go come right to West Africa and that's it. Maybe you can draw some inspiration from that. But it doesn't have to be exactly that way because we're a global people. We're a people of the planet. You know, I know a brother who moved to, where was it? To Germany years ago. And I was like, Germany? And me and his brother worked together at Home Depot, but he made a successful move because of the kind of work that he really did. Because the Home Depot job was a transitional thing. And his wife really did. And they made that move and it was successful for them. And they still maintain their culture. They found other black people, whatever. But they're people of the world. It doesn't mean that wherever you're born, you have to stay. You know what I mean? Even for those in the motherland, if you're born in South Africa and you want to go to Zambia, if you're born in Ghana and want to go to Gambia, if you're born in Tanzania and move over to Kenya, you can do that. There's opportunities everywhere. Everywhere on the planet. They don't want you to know. They want you to think on a national level, if that much. But they never want you to think on a global level. So it's shocking to them how even I would leave and come to West Africa. Even many of them are brainwashed and feel trapped. It's not my mission to enlighten them or to encourage or push them. No, I got a charity begins at home and home is with my people all over the planet. But I have a special feeling for my sisters and brothers in America. On that side of the world, which I hope anybody, I'll encourage anybody. I don't have a million dollars to give anybody, but I have my time and my encouragement and maybe the things that may be roadblocks for you. Maybe I have the answer. Maybe I need help from you. Maybe I have some roadblocks. I don't know everything, right? So we help each other. Where I'm deficient, you help me. And where you're deficient, I help you. We, together, we make a better existence and a better meal at the table we all could eat. Master Glam, I know you're over there. <laughs> Let me take a sip of water here. <laughs> yes, yes. We can we can go anywhere. And you know, if like just imagine if you were able to do like a long-term rental, if you had a home in the States. Imagine if you were doing a long-term rental and you were able to have like a cheaper home um somewhere in Africa. You know, and if, if you really do your research, guys, and, like, look, like, some of the money that we make here, like, the money that we make in a month, certain places in Africa, like, you could live for, you know, six six months, you know? Things could be, if, if you budget the right way, you know, you could live there for six months, you know, have your rent paid up or, you know, build build yourself something small. You know, it's all about, you know, how you you know, see the freedom, you know, how, how, what are you willing to, you know, give up? You know, what, how, how are you going to live? Like, you know, or do you want to live like that minimalist lifestyle? Like, are these, are these material things like worth it to you? So you're going to continue to work for material things and, you know, never have that, that real freedom. And then what do you leave to your kids? You know, that's why we got so many people doing GoFundMe when, when somebody passes, you know, we we have to really think. That's right. You're so right about that. And and this is why we have to help each other. And so, like I say, with those who I know in the inner circle, not just any old person who says, hey, man, I know you for a week. I'm like, I don't know who you are. 
But those of us who have the private conversations and have goals and stuff for those who want to come out when we're finished with our home, why should you go to a hotel? You can come by us. People don't do that anymore, but I'm going to do that. It's not just anybody. You come and stay as long as you want and really relax and get a chance to see the place. If you have, you won't have to worry about eating anything. You have a lot of good, healthy, Mrs. Skirt kitchen food. You have all the room. You won't be encroaching on anybody's privacy because I, all three, oh, a bunch of us can be on the property. We won't even see each other. I might be in the studio room in the bottom of the basement. You might be in the bedroom on the middle floor into the kitchen in the middle of the night or watching TV. Mr. Skirt might be upstairs. Oh, we got to low jack each other to find each other. So, yes, Tracy J, she's coming on in. I see you. Come on in. I'll shut up when the queens come in because this is a very special thing for me. Talk to me, sister. First thing I'm going to say is happy birthday. Thank you. The thank second, you. <laughs> the second thing I'm going to say is I finally figured out how to get on here because I embarrassed myself the first time. Oh, no, you never embarrassed yourself. I did embarrass myself the first time. <laughs> well, 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 you want to know something? 22 years ago, when I first moved from New York City to, to Florida, to Orlando, Florida, I knew nothing about uh, the Internet and computers. In New York, I had a thing called Web TV, where you hit this little button on your screen, you see the city, and it comes on, and you can browse things. When I hit the button to put the computer on, it was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I felt like I was a computer specialist, and I called friends of mine 3 in the morning. I said, oh, my God, I, I put the computer on. They're like, you, you woke me up for that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's crazy how far I've come. I'm still a computer guy, but I've learned things about the Internet and different programs and stuff. So you can never embarrass yourself. That's just a step towards your brilliance in mastering this. Trust me. Okay. <laughs> but I wanted to just get on here quickly and say that I think more Black Americans are realizing that America is getting more and more uncomfortable to stay in. And a lot of people are trying to make some kind of move, whether it's overseas or whether it's just being over here and just kind of, you know, um, living away from a city, just kind of buying some land and going to another state and living and building a compound and living there. I'm running to more and more people that are pretty much tired of living in the cities and the life that they were living. They just want to get away from everybody. Even if, like I said, even if they can't leave the country, they're getting away from the main population. And I think black people are kind of slowly realizing more and more every year that we need to do something. Some of us might not know what we need to do, but we know everybody can agree that we need to do something. Mm -hmm. So, Yes. So, okay. Um, mixture in, see a magic lamb in, hit the wrong button or whatever. I just, instead of typing it, let me just tell you, say to uh, Monk, Monk Million. Yeah. 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 Thank you for the birthday wishes. Did I knock somebody out? Oh, Tracy, you said you only come in a second. Um, again, like we have to revamp what has been Tracy is, is back. Good. We have to revamp. Sorry about that. No problem. We have to revamp the programming that's put to a head in the system from birth. Meaning that when we watch the TV shows, and I remember back 
in the early 70s. I mean, I'd watch things in the late 60s, but it was just like, I didn't compare it to life and I didn't know that much. I, my parents taught me a lot, right? They wired me and programmed me. But I'd watch sitcoms, I'd watch the TV shows, Father Knows Best, I Dream of Genie. I'd watch, you know, these, these different things that help to mold your subconscious mind. And although I was to the fact that there was racism, I didn't taste it as of yet. I saw and saw things and heard about things, but it didn't affect me the way it did when I had my first taste of it. But I reflected it off of my parents. So it's almost like somebody trying to explain to you what chocolate, excuse me, cake tastes like, and you could smell it baking, but you really didn't taste it yet, right? So there's a lot of things that are, are wired into our mind subconsciously. We have these expectations of what life is going to be. But when we get to that junction point in the chronological age, it's not necessarily like that. And so we say, wait a second. You know, we have instances of the racism and we see what happens that all people are not good people, even some of our people. Right. And so we forge on with this. I'm not going to say dream, but this vision of, well, you know, no matter what, this is old to me. This is guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. It's a hustle. The system is a hustle on us that we work and toil and, and stress and strain. And we keep reaching, but the goalposts keep moving. It's like being on the treadmill, a rabbit on the treadmill, and the carrot dangling in front of the rabbit. And we go on and on. And now they say they want to raise the retirement age. They want to do this and do that. And so who gets to these ages? Many of the people that I went to school with, they're gone. They've transitioned. So for me, when I look at my life and I think about that way with my colleagues, my constituents in life, friends and acquaintances and associates. It's almost like the movie Rambo, where he's walking down the street, walking from town to town. The war is over and he feels out of place. And sometimes in this modern day world, as crazy as it is, I'm like, where is my place? Not really, because I know what I'm supposed to do. But what I expected, not them. It's like I'm in a twilight zone sometimes. And I've spoken to many people that feel the same exact way that I do, but I engage with those who are coming up, throw them little tidbits that may make their walk through this journey in life a little easier. Not that I know everything, but this bad boy came quick. I'm looking at 60. It doesn't bother me. I'm not hung up on a number, although I'll always mention the age. It's, it's, it's like a road sign to let me know where my blip is on the radar and if I need to put the pedal in the metal or get more accomplished because I'm trying to transition empty. There's a lot inside of me that I want to share and I want to say it like Pastor Miles Monroe, I want to die empty, meaning that everything that's in me as far as the seeds of greatness, I'll share it out the world so my job is done, which probably you're not going to get it all out. You don't know. I don't focus on that time. I focus on the now, so that's why I'm driven. But so many of us need to restructure what it is that makes us feel good. It makes the world can put this stress on you because of these, these expectations that they program into your mind. And if you don't get, you sometimes feel like a failure. And then sometimes you get depressed and feeling down because by 30, I didn't reach this goal. By 40, I didn't. But who says those have to be your goals? If I was in America right now, 
our alternative, we had many alternative plans. Well, one of them was to go up to Marion County in Central Florida, above Orlando, to the west a little bit, but there were too many sinkholes over there. They had little rednecks out there, but they didn't bother you. And we would have built a container home, right? There are ways to do it that can, you can build it so huge and cheap. And we still might do that on another piece of property one day. It might be in uh, Tanzania, it might be in Kenya, it might be, might be in Florida still too. I have two spots, depending on how the world is. So when you begin to see yourself as a global citizen, opportunities open up. But they push the local news on you. They push the national stuff. And other stuff you're not supposed to speak about. I remember when it was coming here this time, there were some Caucasians on the plane. And they're looking at me like, what are you doing there? There was a Jewish man, young guy, sitting in front of me with a beanie on. And I was ear hustling their conversation. And they were coming to Ghana to do business. But they had other people who looked like us as the front man. So they're here also. They see the opportunity in here, but see the opportunity in every place. Because so many times when I used to drive the bus, and I know that I always had a global view of the world, I never got sucked into what was happening then and there. That I'm, people would tell me, Dad, bus driver, you drive 11 hours a day, you must feel stuck behind that wheel. Driving 11 hours a day, you can't do anything else other than that. I said, but listen, my body's here, but my mind is everywhere else. When I would drive down the tourist corner, I'd find out where some of the passengers, where they came from, right? How long they were staying. What did they do for a living? I understood the world was big, that where you are right now, there's bright sunlight somewhere. Wherever you are right now, it's, it's high up almost 12 noon or, or 12 or 9, because it's 4 or 9, and it's 5 or 9, so in different time zones. There's money being spent. There are people on the beach laughing, having a good time, eating their favorite foods. And we're somewhere in America shackled to a job, which, yes, we have to do to pay the bills of the system that we're in, but we don't have to be mentally shackled. We can go beyond that. So I want everybody to always expand themselves, really fantasize, use this internet, right? When I say fantasize and use the internet, we're going to think about porn. No, I'm not talking about that, right? Got to throw some jokes in there, right? Fantasize about living in other places because people live in other places quite well. There's a lot of propaganda, not, not that I would go there, but there's opportunities in Saudi Arabia. There's opportunities in Singapore. There's opportunities, and yes, they're going to look at us a certain way, those who are ignorant because of the media, but but if you're brilliant in something, take that brilliance and go somewhere else. Because it's almost like being on a three-lane highway and slowly and it's sitting there still. And you can't move. And everybody else is shooting past you, shooting past you. Well, ease over into that lane. Maybe it might stop after a while, but go where it is where the gravity is lighter. They're not, it's, we, we are so oppressed, yes? but we're so admired and they want to be us and they, they, they look at us with fascination. That's the other part that they don't want to let you know in America, how to look at us. Those are who, who, who are from the West, who are in America. We are no different than our brothers and sisters elsewhere, but we have an influence as, as, as American Africans. 
You know, I mean, put the African part last because that's really who you are. My name is Lance Skurv or Lance Skurvin, the government name. But I don't walk around saying uh, 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 Skurvin Lance. Skurvin is last name. So that's what you should call yourself. If you're an African, well, you're an American in Africa, right? Or, or, or African in America, right? So that's how we, we need to do little tweaks and restructure ourselves. Get on some of these TV shows, documentaries on relocating and what it's like to live, the pros and cons, the cost of living, the opportunities and the kind of uh, career careers that they they favor and they pay good for what is it to buy a house or get some land and start working because to me and i'll shut up after this is almost like that world famous circus elephant i ain't calling nobody him elephant i'm just saying use this in a, as an analogy travel the world with ringling brothers and barnum and bailey circus and everybody knows the name but they're trapped they have to perform like we do in the system, always getting paid less than the white counterparts, always some, some, we really get fired first because we were hired last. But like that elephant, when they say, okay, the elephants get tired and not doing the tricks as efficiently as it used to, let's take the elephant and put it out in its natural element. And we take the elephant and put it out in its natural element and take the cage and lift off, right? And the element free. The other elephants that are out there is all the food that they can graze on. But it's so used to being fed, so used to being washed, so used to being told what to do and how to think to perform the tricks for, for the circus who was the oppressor over it, that it doesn't know how to take care of itself. It doesn't know how to walk a few feet over and feed itself. It doesn't know how to go down to the water, the stream or the lake or the ocean and take care of itself with the water duties. And it dries up and dehydrates, dies of hunger, and all the elephants are like, wow. Just like all the other people all over the planet. I speak to people here, different races, not because I'm cheesing with them, but I want to get their mindset. Some of these people have never been to America. Some of these people don't understand what goes on in the West. And they give this aura of admiration for the good things that we do. Beyond what the propaganda is, and I talk frankly with these people, and I'm going to get some of these people on to say what they really think and ask the questions. I'm not focusing on them. They got the, their systems. and They're doing their business here. I'm about bringing us together. I want you to know that everybody doesn't hate us. That's what the oppressor wants us to think, that we can't make it if we go somewhere else. It's what now, 4.14 in the morning? If I want to, I can go take a walk right now and not really look over my shoulder. Where I lived in Orlando, Florida, I wouldn't dare take a walk out beyond my front yard. Right? I had haters. Yeah, they were squirrels and rabbits and dead cats beheaded, tossed, witchcraft and bird seeds and wings dropped at the front door. I mean, that's not just racism thing. I know that had to come from some of us. So a lot of us are all mixed up, but you don't have to stay in a cage and die. And we think that if we leave being subservient to that one who has positioned himself over us, the same one that we have to go to the banks to get a loan, to get a loan, to get a house that we don't owe or we don't own until we pay for it. If we live that long and we refinance, get more trinkets and put ourselves deeper in the hole, the cycle continues. When are we going to break the cycle? 
I told myself a long time ago, somehow, some way, even before I thought about coming to the motherland, that I would, by the time I'm 60, I'm not going to have a mortgage. I understand what that trap is. By the time I'm 60, there's certain bills that I will not be paying. For me, I made a lot of choices in this life that weren't always conducive to the best uh, for me back in the 90s, my former marriage, different things I went through. But I don't see myself as a finite being, number one. I don't see myself as ever dying. I will transition in this body and the minerals that make me will go back to the earth, yes, but my energy goes on and on. So while I look at the fact that I'm 60 as of for me yesterday, but it's still yesterday, or maybe it's 415 East Coast right now, it's the next day. I don't see myself. It's a funny number for me. I'm like 60. I got so much more to go. I see myself as infinite. When I'm not here, I'll be somewhere. My energy will be doing, will be doing something. So when you think of ourselves like that, the stress of the chronological years will fall off of us and we're not trying to act the age that we are. Not that I'm some old dude trying to be young. My energy is the same and it's growing. But I'm not looking at the finish line that, like that's it, like it's a wall. You walk past the finish line and you can find other races. Races meaning running, race, racing against yourself to make yourself better. But it's a big, big world out here. And again, like I said, I'm always saying, I showed up at this, like I said, five minutes ago, right? If I was to actually freeze time and give you one million years, and it wouldn't be pleasant to freeze time, right? Where you see some people, everybody's frozen, suspended, frozen time for them, but you can still move around, but you won't age in the million years I give you. If you had a million years and the world stopped, they wouldn't suffer playing people suspended, you know, we'll take care of them. And you went to investigate every country, every city, every town, every street, every situation. But when you get around them, you can talk and come out of suspended animation. You could talk to them and find a million years wouldn't even be enough. So look at me, six, possibly there's more behind me than there is ahead of me, but that's okay. Because what I have ahead of me, I have 60 years worth of experience to know how to get in on things even more and extract what I need to extract to make me better and the people around me better by the vibrations that I give out. So I should be working more efficient now than I ever have in my entire life. My body doesn't look the same like the picture when I was 19 years old. That's okay. But my mind is even stronger. I'm a better version of myself other than the physical, and I'm still here in the physical, and who knows? I'm going to come back that way too. I'm still going to live my best life firing all pistons, mental, physical, and spiritual, to the utmost as much as I can to the best of my ability. So we have to know how to take care of ourselves, but we have to know when it's time to truly get serious. Time ain't waiting on Landscurve. 20 years from now, I'm 80. So, the, so in this race now, I have a start line. April 8th, 2023, this is the first day. Now we're into the second day. I've got to become more efficient. I'm trying to get stuff done. I can keep back. Oh, I'm retired. I got this house. We've been here, man. And just 
No. Life is too sweet for me to waste it that way. And everyone here, I love very much. So I'm, I'm going to want to make you laugh. I'm going to want to make you learn. I'm going to share information with you. We can vibe. Maybe in West Africa. But you're going to see me every day. We're going to feel each other every day. We're going to stimulate each other every day. Our community is not bounded by, by, by the lines and the, the borders. We're connected here. We can talk to each other here. But it's even a more spiritual thing, too. Because even though there's some people here I may not have ever seen their face, and many I have, I think of you every single day in my journey because we're a global community, not just you're in this country, that country. So know that the ones who are in my inner circle who are here, who are close to me, you got a bed to sleep in. We didn't finish the house yet, right? But if in this little apartment, which is like a little warehouse, you come, you come I'll sleep on the floor and give you the bed, Right? We literally get two beds for the other rooms now and, and, and might use another room as a fourth bedroom. So we're looking to get beds that you're going to sleep in. That's what it is, that kind of global. Somebody has to jump start it. Somebody has to. Do you think a Jew, when he goes back to Israel, even if he never been to Israel, even if he never, or, or he's not related to a big family here or there, they're elderly or whatever, they welcome him. They're not going to see any one of them suffer. We have to think that way. Whatever resources I have, whatever I can do, I'm going to give it to the whole because it comes back to me in some kind of way. And like an engine whose piston, you know, goes in and out and in and out. We got to give, we'll receive. Our heart doesn't just beat, it beats and relax, right? So we got to have this movement in our life toward a common goal. We have our own goals, the things we like separately. It's okay. You're individuals. But instead of tithing to a pastor who wants to keep a condo with two hot, horny freaks up in there or keep them in alligator shoes or keeping them in a leer jet to fly all over around and pimp the word of God that he says is, or the God is inside of you. You know right from wrong when you're saying, when you're saying. Why don't we collectively have something? Why don't we have something financial that we tithe to? And I'm not saying, well, do it in my name so I can run off and take your money. No, I'll never do that. Do it amongst ourselves fairly. I'm just a part of it. Why can't we buy land out here that, like I said in the conference line, that everybody has their name on it? The more you break it down, the less you have to pay, Right? And if we build structures, the structures can be small. It can be efficient for us to live in, but, but small to get our foot in over here. Instead of you having to pay and build and do this and do that, and they're going to try to rip you off. Well, why don't we have something in a five-year period where if it costs X amount of money and you put so much in and get the paperwork, I'm here. I'll videotape everything. I got cameras like a mother all over the place, right? I got, I'll videotape, I'll pick up my cameras. I got more over there. I'm strapped. You'll see it every day. And ship the papers, send them over to you. But we have to trust each other. Many of us have been ripped off. Say, oh, man, that sounds good. But, you, you know, hey, and it's, it's in its infancy. But we have to have that spirit. That's the only way most of us are going to make it. Unless that we just dream, dream, dream. It don't have to be Africa. It could be somewhere else. We could organize something if you want to go to Panama. We could organize something if you want to go to uh, Costa Rica. 
There are places all over the world that you can live that are sweet near the equator, that are warm and where we belong, where we can enhance our melanin, eat fruits anywhere around the equator. We can be just like right here, but I'm on zero latitude and zero longitude. Don't know why they made it that way, but I know it's special. Let me shut up, y'all, because I'm about to, I didn't know I was going to talk this much tonight, y'all. I am going to shut up right now. Whoever wants to talk, come on. I'm sorry. I've been waiting to jump in, you guys. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> you guys, I, I wanted I wanted to say if we're not saying, you know, well, we are saying that America is a terrible place, but <laughs> you, you can still definitely go, you know, live off grid or, you know, if you do, you know, want to deal with, you know, the systems and, you know, that type of stuff. You can still live out in the country and stuff like that, but just make sure that you're prepared to protect yourself, you know, when things start to happen in this world, because the way that they are, you know, functioning and doing things, you know, they're about to really awaken some demons within this country. And and this is just, it's, it's a ticking time bomb. And if you don't believe it, if you don't believe, you know, some of the stuff that, you know, Lance is talking about, I mean, look at how, uh, we were talking about how that, um, there was someone, a representative that was from, uh, California who went off with Kamala Harris to Ghana and they raised money uh, uh, for Ghana and they're in Benin and some other countries. And it's like, why did you, why would you go overseas to go and fix things there when you have things really? that you need to, that you need to fix here? You need to address your home, clean up your home before you go out and, and, and go to somebody else's home and help them clean up. You need to clean up your home first. And if y'all think yeah. that, you know, these people really love you, like what has, what has the, <laughs> you guys, Wells Fargo gave the NAACP $50 million. That is the most money that they have given to any organization. Wells Fargo, $50 million to the NAACP. And wh whose money is that? That's y'all money. Where, where did they get it from? That's, that's our money. If you bank with Wells Fargo, it's your money. That's your money has a part of that. If something happens, like that's your money. And what has the NAACP done for black people? What have they done for black people lately? What they really need to be doing is going to Mississippi and, you know, trying to figure out what's going on with these Jim Crow type laws that they're trying to bring back. You know, trying to change the districts and put all the white people in, in, in this certain type of district. You know, so so that they don't have to help the broke people. They ain't got to help the poor people. You know, like there has to be balance in life. You know, how how is it when when you guys keep doing these type of things, all this redlining and changing and adding new districts like, you know, you, you're. Okay, let me see. Did we fall off? I'm not hearing Master Glam. Oh, she fell off. Master Glam, you're still connected, but I'm not hearing you. Let me see something here. Let me hear from, maybe you are hearing her. Maybe I'm the one that's not hearing her. 
let's see. Can you can you hear me, or are you hearing? Maybe it's just me, but it seems to be connected still. No sound. Yeah, yeah. What happened? <laughs> it's like, can you hear me? That's the main thing I want to know. Let me know in the chat room. And anyway, they're messing with it. If they mess with us, we might as well just go on into the conference line. Right? Master Glam, I saw you open up your, your um, everything is set right over here. I didn't touch anything on my switchboard. They've been messing with us all night, Lance. There you go. I hear you now. I hear you now. All night. Whenever you're ready to go over to the conference line, let me know. Let me know. We can just jump over there and nobody will bother us. And everybody here is welcome. We can hold up to 100 people. All I ask is that when you get over to the conference line, if you're not talking, just keep yourself on mute if you do or if you do have some background noise. So you don't have to mute yourself if you're your line is uh, if it's quiet. Gifty, how are you, my dear sister? We might sign off because we've been getting lots of um, interference and no sound and knocking me off and whatever. So I'm going to put this conference line number in again for those who came in late. And um, here it is. 321-521-2515. Are you ready to go over there? They're really messing with us right now. And I have to say, last night was really the best conference line conversation that I heard in my life ever since I started doing this. Because I was doing this before a couple of years ago when I stopped it. Was, nobody was interested. And um, now we have all of this good new blood here. And um, we're having good conversations and stuff. But it was really, um, yeah, and it's so good to see you here, Gifty. And I'm ready for you when you want to come out. We're not done with the house for the way yet, but when you come out, I'll be right here with you. Serious. I have nothing else to do. I mean, I have things to do, me and Mrs. Skur building and everything, but, you know, I got to this point where I do have the time and I want to spend it quality. You know what I mean? And maybe, Gifty, you know, I'll fly back and have a point in your movie. I'll be one of the janitors that just says one word and they'll be like, yes, that's that guy Skurve, right? <laughs> But anyway, um, I'm not hearing anybody. And Lance. this is, I'm going to, okay. You all want to continue talking a little bit? You know, yeah. for the sake of the show. I wanted to say one last thing before, you know, we hopped over to the conference line. I wanted to say that right now, um, everybody has to like try to like have a separate, you know, some kind of like a, separate bag right where like maybe like a mini suitcase or whatever where you have essential things right so that just in case of any type of like emergency you could just pick it up and go um you got to remember these material things that we have they'll hold it it's like an anchor you know how like whenever a ship gets to the shores they have to you know drop the anchor it anchors it down the ship it a ship is huge, y'all. A ship is huge. But that anchor keeps that heavy metal, keeps it grounded. It keeps it there in that spot, right? So, like, your car, your mortgage, all these things are anchors. They literally have you, like, anchored down in America. So, you have to 
start looking at ways to, you know, lessen the load. And then, you know, in case, you know, stuff hits the fan or whatever, you could just be ready to go. And you have to remember, too, that, you know, even if you leave things behind, when you go to the next country, you can get it all back. You can literally get it all back in a few months. So you don't try to hold on to things. Because that's what is keeping a lot of people stuck. The car, you know, you can leave your car in a storage, you know, and most storages are not really that expensive, like $30 a month or whatever. You know, start, you know, making plans, start finding a way out of these situations. Because I had the same issue, too. I was worried about my car. I was worried about so many things. But then it's like you sit back and it's like, I can do this. I can do that. You can put your things in storage. You can put your car in storage if you don't have any mortgage, you know. And if you have a mortgage, you know, start talking to a realtor, you know, and getting that situated, too, because... Even if you grow your own food, you know, unless you are far away, out like far away from everybody, you know, if you're if you're growing your food in the city in a on a balcony, in the city apartment or whatever, right? And it's like the water goes out or for this is a shortage of some kind in the grocery stores, you know, what are you gonna do? How do you fend? How do you fight off your your neighbors? You know. Because somebody that has to feed their kids, somebody that has to um, feed their elderly parents or whatever, you know, they're going to be desperate. You know, in certain situations like these tornadoes going off, you know, it's put a lot of people in a, like a panic mode. Like, it doesn't take a lot for people to panic in America because they, a lot of people are not conditioned to the third world type of scenario where it's just an everyday life. Like over here in Puerto Rico, we have water outages so often, like almost every week, the water just stops running. But it's not a big, I don't, it don't matter to me because I grew up in Africa. We used to carry buckets of water miles away on foot just to take a shower and do it all over again the next day. And I was like five, six, we used to do this every day of the year. So I'm not worried about, you know, water outage or whatever, but in America, if the water goes out for like three days, people are going to start losing their mind. So you have to see where you are. Maybe just get out of the cities. You know, you can get cheap land, you know, out of nowhere in Texas somewhere. You know, you can get cheap land in New Mexico. If you go to land, you know, it's what certain websites out there. You can find cheap land. If you're planning on staying in America, though, you have to be far away from the cities. You know, they're talking about overpopulation, but if you're in Iowa, if you're in all these other states, and you're just driving through the stretches of land, bare land, nobody, you know, there's nobody there. How is it overpopulated? It's only overpopulation in their cities, not in on the earth. You, you gotta, you know, you have to be able to break these things down. Their cities, that's, they have, built a world you know to where they can survive in and everything and they see that it's getting overpopulated so they're trying to lessen you know but if you leave their cities then you you have the whole place to yourself you know there's no over, overpopulation there's bare land all like 300 acres like long stretches of land just go for a road trip and you see what i'm talking about so the overpopulation thing is is a farce it's not real so but like i said right now just 
you know, try your best to um, just start thinking different way, like think in a different um, way that you're used to, right? Try to, you know, find solutions more. If you're feeling like you have a problem in your life, try to figure out the solution because it, every problem has a solution. The ebb and the flow, like how Angela would talk about, you know, right and wrong, there's always that polarity. So you're having a problem in your life, then best believe there's a solution for it. You know, even these these uncurable diseases and all of that, there's a cure for them. They have combined like all the elements on, on the, you know, periodic table. You know, if you take chemistry, they have this periodic table where all the elements are on there, gold, iron, all these elements are on there. So they combine all the elements together to form element 115, 115. Element 115 can cure every known disease on the planet, every disease. But guess what? They're not gonna, they're not gonna share it. They're not gonna give it to the public because it's gonna hurt the pharmaceutical companies, right? So just, just imagine that there's a cure for everything. There's a cure for cancer, there's a cure for everything. So there's a solution for everything. So let's try to get our things, you know, packed or arranged in such a way, you know, if anything that you feel like is holding you down, maybe you may have to let certain people go, you know, and once you set up, you know, you set up things in a different place, you can always come, you know, come back and get them or you can have them come join you, you know, try to find solutions to your problems right now because there's no, you know, waiting waiting do something right now that your future self will thank you for essentially because you you have to think about you know your bloodline you have to think about your the generations that's going to come after you whatever decisions you're making now or you're not making or you're not willing to make you it's not just affecting you you know you have to look ahead too and look at the generations that are coming after you you see because right now america is not looking good if you can go back to lance's videos from two from three years ago i mean it's so informative and a lot of these things were pretty much prophesied to happen and we're sort of living it now in the past two years you have you know all these pandemics and all that going on this should all be like alarm bells going off you know your spidey senses should be going off right now you know america is great but unless you have planned ahead you know, you're pretty much just like sitting ducks, you know, you pretty much just anything can happen and you, you will be caught off guard. You know, you already know how the system is ran. You already know how the attitudes, the people there, it, you don't need enough. You don't need any more proof to, you know, to see where you're at or, you know, how things are going. You know, they can come up with a law tomorrow. They get everybody distracted on the NFL, on the Super Bowl. Everybody's, you know, watching the Super Bowl. And then they're planning, you know, you know, signing laws into mandates and different, different things into effect, you know, for your state. And you don't even know about, you see. So they've been coming at us for a very long time, you know. And I'm just saying, like, we really have to start making moves. But you have to keep it in silence. You don't be, you know, out here telling everybody your plans. You know, even if you're getting a passport, you know, just do it. You know, just 
go take your passport photo like i'm getting ready to take mine but just you know don't be just if you're going to be packing your things you're going to be moving to tanzania wherever it is get there first before you tell people you know because they they listen in our conversations you know they're listening on our phone conversations it's just it's just been going on for so long um it's too controlled it's too controlled you you're living your life you know you're not even thinking about all these things but you got people that don't care about you but they're making all the decisions for your life for you so long as you remain under their system though you know you can go to africa you can go to wherever you know egypt where morocco everywhere you can go anywhere you want and you can always return back to america when things have settled down but for right now um they're even talking about sears like what sister yellow was saying talking about a new type of virus coming out sears s-e-e-r-s and just they've already projected it into our mind so now a lot of us are kind of expecting it to happen they just you know they just coming up with all these different viruses and we're just sitting here just exposed to all of this stuff but we can you know there's a solution for all of this by just stepping away from the system and letting it self-destruct because you cannot build you have to destroy in order to build because if you try to build on a weak foundation whatever you build is is a waste of time because it's going to come crumbling down so you literally have to destroy every you have to destroy everything and you have to start from scratch you have to build afresh so this system that's currently in place there's no other way to there's no fixing it it's, it's got to be completely destroyed in order for you want to be to be you know erected on on it but that's all i wanted to say for now lens um that's my two cents right now words of wisdom words of wisdom there's a um video that brother dave and thank you mix mix john miss genre that's what i call you I, I get a tongue twist and get these mike tyson moments when i say the whole name but um there's a video that I just dropped the link from brother dave on all different types of practical preparation that that doesn't cost much money it was thorough and he explained it you know how he thoroughly and brilliantly explains everything and it's right in that video so Save that link if you want to watch it later on. It's not about me. He got down. He got that. He got down to different ways to find water, different places to stash things. How how to really really survive. Really practical. He has a lot of knowledge, and he dropped it there. And I'm gonna go back and look at those things. Even though I'm here, it doesn't mean that I'm protected all the way, preparation wise. But it's a brilliant, brilliant uh, uh, a display of wisdom that will keep you alive for a very long time when things jump down. Yes, you're from Houston. I know, I know you're from Houston. I was down in Houston, a whole lot all up and down in Houston. Love Houston, you know? But one of the things that you said, Miss Genre, that's very important is that, you know, the big cities, and like Sister Oyala had mentioned, on one side is the population, on the other side is a whole lot of land. So she's already got a head start on everybody. But one thing that, um. Brother Dave mentioned in that video, I want to pass along. Let me see here, private chat real quick. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah, Tracy J, the cities will be, become too dangerous to live in eventually because the people 
who are not prepared will become your enemy. You think if there's no food being brought in into these cities who have no land where you can grow food, right? And who has the time for that in these cities? They're always running to make ends meet. All of a sudden, there's no food in the supermarket. You go and you tear down the restaurants, what they have inside there, as far as their ingredients to make food. You, you, you get everything. The people are going crazy with hunger. Hunger changes things, right? What are they going to do? If they go to the outskirts of the city by foot, there may not be no gas to drive their vehicles. They're going to find you. They're going to find you a house that's well stocked, and they're going to try to get in there. Hunger. And they're going to justify it to themselves by saying, well, my child is hungry. And I, I, I'm not mad at that because I would get the same way, too. I understand that, but I understand that I need to survive also. And this is not being against anybody. All my inner circle will be eaten, right? But it's not paranoia. I got to put a barrier. It could happen here. I mentioned that to Mr. Scurve here. Many people who are here, they're not doing as they should as far as cultivating all this land. You have hundreds and hundreds of miles of land, square miles of land, and not doing anything. They come from the other outskirts of different villages and they want to live a better life. Better life is because they're bedazzled by the things they see and they want money to go buy these things. I'm not bedazzled by that stuff. Like I said, we left our two cars in Orlando, gave it to family, right? Um, we sold our home, took everything, gave away a whole lot of stuff. I gave away 90, 95% of my clothes I gave away. would have been too hot to wear them here. Even though it was in Florida, this is a different kind of heat. So, you have to be able to emotionally detach from the things you have because it will anchor you in the wrong way. So, so if somebody said, you got, you have to think this way, you got three minutes to get out of your house. Some people will go into the bathroom and try to put on some makeup on. Hopefully it's a woman, right? Some will just start grabbing things that make no sense. Why would I grab this computer? And I don't know where I'm going. I just have to get up out of here now. That's why they say you should have a bug out bag prepared already, right? You should have another way of getting around if you have a car. You may not want to take the car. You may want to take a bicycle. Well, maybe if you're really astute as far as, far as survival is concerned, why don't you get a big drum, take the top off, fill it up with things that you need to live, all different types of things, right? Cover it back up on a quiet day in a designated place way out where nobody goes on the side of a hill, a mountain somewhere, dig it up and put things in that can last, right? Not just food that's going to get stale. Dig it up and push it down and cover it up. Only you know where it is. You go to the trees, like these two trees over here, it's right over here. The people will be running around going crazy. There's nothing here. There's nothing there. They'll come to your property. You need to have something off of your property somewhere where they can't see that you go to at night. And nobody will see you because you have problems if they see you. They're going to come and take it, right? I mean, <laughs> tell a funny story. I was in a situation when I was with my new girlfriend. This is me foolish back in my 20s. And my old girlfriend wanted to come over to visit, but she didn't know that she was the old girlfriend yet. I was going to break her the news. And I was warned about who was coming down the block through a phone call. And my new girlfriend, who wasn't officially my girlfriend, right? She jumped up and went to the bathroom and not a stitch of clothes on. And she started putting the eyeliner pencil. I'm like, yo, we, 
you know, be trying to avoid some flack here. You know what I mean? So that was nothing compared to a life-threatening situation. You're laying in your bed quiet. All of a sudden, you hear the windows being busted out. You think you understand the full range of human nature? Put yourself in a stressful situation. A really life-threatening situation. We watch these movies and don't realize that these things can happen to us. So we have to be prepared. Who's to stop somebody from kicking in that door right now to come and do me some harm? I'm ready mentally for that. I'm ready mentally to get up and get up a dodge. Not to run and hide from anything, but to preserve myself. What's to stop somebody who's walking down the street next to you from balling their fists and just punching you in the face? I'm ready for that because I'm waiting for everybody to punch me in the face. See, I've been through so much in this life, especially with them cops when they beat me down like that and other things that, that I know that these things are a possibility. Water, when you don't have water, it's a crucial thing. I hate taking them little, you know, you put a little water in your little cup and you put, but I do it when, when, when it's necessary. That's what taught me about living here. I'm in an apartment. There's a borehole out there. There's a big tank that sucks water from in the ground. But it is pumped up to the second floor here with electricity. Well, guess what? When electricity goes out, if I can take this cam, it's by a wire. If it wasn't by a wire, I'll show you. I got a big garbage can here full of water that we, 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 we fresh, re refresh every few days, maybe once a week, whatever, it's covered. And we have some more in the bathroom. The shower runs, but if the power goes out, we can get that little thing, and, and I like that, but I do it good now, and I can get hit all my body, and I'm good. I like running water. When we live up at the house, we're going to have a huge tank. We got two up there already, but a huge tank that we build up high so we don't need a pump. Gravity will pull it down. We don't need electricity then if we have solar, if we have a generator, which does take gas, right? But you got to think about these things ahead of time. A huge concrete wall, maybe 12 feet, going around the whole property with, 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 with barbed wire that's got electricity going in it. I'm, I'm nuts that way. Cameras and everything. It's not a prison. It's the time we live in because when groups of people understand that, hey, these people are living good, not necessarily good, but we're living well because we're prepared. They're not going to want to say, well, we respect the fact that you prepared yourself, but please, could you help us out with a plate of food? No, they come, once one bus in, they all going to come in. They're going to shove the skirt the way they might try to stab me. Yes, but I'll be ready for that because they won't get that far. And I'm cool because you're prepared. When you're not prepared, you're running around like crazy. Say you have a trip to go to and you pack your bags. We have the person who packs their bags a week before. Everything's packed. Underwear is right. Toothbrush is right. Not too much. And we have the other person who packs the night before and they stay up all night, but the Uber is coming to pick them up six in the morning and you're going to be in that Uber first. And now you show up to the person. Oh, child, wait, uh, give me a, a 15 minutes. What do you mean 15 minutes? We got to be by the airport at a certain time. And they're not ready. So they don't do it right. They pack the bags wrong. Like I said, in your downtime, you have to sharpen your sword and think. Think ahead of time. Forget the distractions. I'm thinking years from now. Where I am now, I thought about years before. And like Miss Genre said, don't tell everybody your plans. Remember, when we came to Africa, 
And we flew out, I can say it now, on September 15th, 2020, after the Ghanaian borders opened up on the 2nd. We flew out on the 15th. We landed here on the 16th because we had to leave from Orlando to Atlanta to Amsterdam and come all the way back down. So it was the next day. The video that I made when we were in Orlando before we left is you know, sometimes in order to beat the system, you have to leave it. I was telling people then. I'm, I'm, I'm like them wicked people, but I'm not wicked. I put it right in people's face. One person texts me, what you mean by that, man? Where, where, where you going? <laughs> I said, you'll find out. And I, I had the video ready. It was on private. And as the plane went down the runway, boom, I hit publish. And I was out. And when I came back the next day, I made another video, No More Stress. Even though that I didn't know it, but there were stresses coming at us in a very hard and deceitful way. But guess what? We overcame that. But I didn't tell the world. Who knows? Who knows? You know, Tupac, Shakur, and Biggie Smalls, in 96 and 97, they were assassinated. They're still trying to get to the root of that. But you know what? Somebody saw their potential as young men that they can reach the masses. And so when you get this fame like that, that you can't take back after a while, what happens? And Tupac was on his way. If he made the music that he did in the 90s, could you imagine an older Tupac speaking truth to power with the music and the fame? And he would talk sense. He'd be an older man. But he would still go back to the music to make the message permeate into the subconscious minds of the people. That's too much power. They learned that with Michael Jackson. That's why when he was getting bolder and bolder to come out and expose certain things in the music industry, in the entertainment industry, they had to get rid of him because there's no way they can pull back the fame that he had. Entertaining from and performing from five years old. And I think he transitioned or killed at 51. So there are people from way back in the early 70s that were old who knew him and people now who are young. If everything goes the way where records are preserved and videos are preserved, guess what? There'll be people 300 years from now who have yet to become Michael Jackson fans and fans of others. But again, it was mentioned in the show last night, the conference call, that we need to get more into our books. Here's just a random thing, and we'll probably go on and um, go into the conference line. And again, should I put that link in? No, I put the other link in, but I'll, I'll that number. Let me scroll up and see. Because they're, they're trying to control the narrative of our history and the information that we can get our hands on. Unless you talk directly to the people that have this information and you think, well, I'll just go online. They will make it with certain websites you won't be able to reach. Certain websites you won't be able to reach. They will scrub the internet of your content. It will still be there. Sometimes you can go there directly, but the bottom line is they will shield it from being seen. Like I said, and I was speaking to Mr. Scurve earlier, Al Sharpton wore wires for the FBI. 
to catch Don King in some in, in the boxing community in some bad dealings. I don't think it ever happened. So you looking at him like he's Reverend this and Reverend that. I remember him from New York City before the world knew him. He was an attention-seeking whatever. And James, James Brown's lover, too, if you want to know. And I know that for a fact. I know a lot of things that I can't really say. I'm going I'm to keep saying it. I'll smash the bubble of some of the people in here who look up these people as their gods. So what if he does that behind closed doors? What I'm saying is that you don't know what you're looking at, the way they craft the image. Look at Bill Clinton as an elder statesman right now. Look what he was doing in the White House. So many things that are happening in the world that we don't even know about. Almost catastrophes. Like I told you, the young lady who was an exchange student who, who lived out in China, and she loved the work that I, I used to write erotica too, so she was really a fan of that. But she liked the other stuff culturally. She wasn't into the Chinese thing as far as dating men or anything. Me and I used to talk decently, but in depth. And she said, do you know how much news that you don't get about your country, America, that we get to see over here that are near catastrophes? They won't tell you because national panic and the potential for that. And now the things they reveal, it's, it's terrible. On the brink of war, all not even just one thing. That's like going to the clinic after a wild weekend and finding out that not only do you have AIDS, but you got, you got chlamydia and you got this one and that one and Dang, I got the grab bag. Every place all over the world is on the brink of war. And what is it that they're not telling us? They're trying to have a great, great reset. We know something's happening. Look how fast the world has changed. I'm not saying this in the manner of being a doomsayer. All I'm saying is that be prepared. Be still. Listen to that inner voice. Learn to let go. Stop being some, so emotionally attached. to. I can't carry all these cameras and stuff and junk. Uh, it's not junk, but no. Nah. I might grab one little thing and keep stepping. Is it going to keep me in survival mode? We got to learn to detox and detach. There's some people that we're going to have to detach away from and detox from them. We love them, but they don't have the right thought in, in their mind, and we can't carry them on our mission when it comes time for survival because they don't have the right mindset to make it. Only thing I can't really let go of is Mr. Scurve. And if for some unfortunate reason he transitions before me, I'm going to really be a tough cookie. I'm a really tough cookie. I'm not saying I'm the toughest for I'm the baddest man on the planet, but I'm a tough little cookie right now. I joke around a lot and people are like, oh, he's a little clown. They don't realize how rough I am. I'm, I'm the most vicious person I know righteously. I'm not emotionally attached to things in this world like so many people think I am. Look, I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. I lived there for 38 years out of my life and moved down to Florida, right? I love the different parts and factions of America. But I love living life, stress, not free. There's always something we have to struggle with. But basically, this thing feels like it's stress-free. And there are struggles every day that we have to go through living here. The frequent power outages, different things. But when I look at the fact that when I walk outside, I don't feel like my life is threatened. I really felt with all the threats that we were getting, the dead animals tossed on our lawn, the people who would greet me 
in a way that was threatening, but they can't say, or I couldn't say it was threatening. Too much weird stuff was going on. I don't know if I told you about the plane that flew so low. It was an ex-military, and I don't mean to keep going on. I'm going to talk for another 10 minutes, and we'll wrap it down and go to the conference room. But there was an ex-military plane. Like, they purchased this thing, and they were flying low below what was radar. And I was doing a video in my backyard, and I heard this thing. I looked up and didn't see anything. It was so low that it almost, the wheels, the bottom almost brushed the tree that was in my yard. And there was a dude sitting in there, a lot of you, not he had, he had shades on. And it was like a car just driving by, but it was in the air, but low. And there was no way he could see me, but he was sitting, they had no window on the side part and he had his arm there and he was just looking at me. He was intending to look at me. It messed, it didn't mess my head up, but I'm like, oh, come on. There was a night that me and Michael Hamer were on Silver Star Road and Pine Hills Road at that little area there, a little strip mall, and we would meet there. He'd drive his car just to have a nice little background when he's talking, if you remember those videos. And I'm looking up at the sky, I'm like, Mike, before we start, I said, what is that? And it happened again during the video. And it looked like a plane, a real small plane, but it wasn't. And it, 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 it floated, 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 and turned it around like a car in, in the sky. There's a lot of things I could tell you about that's just weird. A lot of things that I would say, I wouldn't go off the deep end and say it's all about me, 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 me. No, I'm not into that me, me stuff. But I know that I have stepped on some toes in different ways in this world, in this life from my big mouth. And they think I'm going to slow down anytime soon. I'm going to keep going. If I'm alive and talk, be coherent at 90, I'll be right here doing the same thing. Maybe I'll be somewhere else doing the same thing. Maybe there'll be new technology. I don't know. But there's no stopping me. I'm a fanatic. And I've latched on to this, and this has given me life. This has given me a purpose. This, I, I don't know what a midlife crisis is. Maybe I have a midlife crisis at 80. I feel good. And I'm ready for the battle, but be able to detach from things, detox, detach, detox, detach. Don't let these things hold you in, in, a, in a state of mind where you're indecisive. What am I going to grab? You should know you should have it ready. You should know where you're going to go. Matter of fact, I want to go more off the grid because where I am is up in the mountains, still too close to a small town. I want to be in a place where, like I told Miss Skirt, and I'm not going to say where, it might be here, it might be a different country, where we got to drive up in the mountains and get out the vehicle and go climb some more. Where we'll look down just in case there's a threat of something, and I got them. I got them. I got my eye on them. It might be at night time and I have some night goggles on. I'm out there like that. If you get me, you're going to have to be good. I'm not there yet. But here, like I said, listen to that video with Brother Dave Wren about preparation, about preparation, very practical things that we don't realize how vulnerable we are. This is not any doom saying scare tactics, but we don't know how vulnerable we are and what can happen. You know, we're a little kid going to school and our parents, our mother, our father, our caretaker, whoever it was, packs our bag for us in a lunchbox and and we don't know. 
And we go to school and we're hungry. We're like, oh man, they slipped an extra cookie, an extra sandwich. They knew they paid for us. In our bag, they put a little extra toilet paper just in case you go into the bathroom and they don't have any. They had the mind to do that for us. Well, we grow up in the system trusting in so many systems. Oh, my government's going to take care of me. No, they're not. They got their underground bunkers and they're out. See ya. And they'll be flying over a city and the city is going through mayhem and chaos. They don't care about you. They're going to save their own. Oh, you think the cops are going to leave their house where they are? They're ready to split from the job. I'm not leaving my family. I'm staying here amongst this mayhem and I'm going to protect my ground. You have no protection. You'll be left alone with your family, with your young children, with your elderly parents or somebody who's special needs. You got to take care of them. You're a responsible adult. Get your damn ass about that Instagram for the pleasure aspects of it. If you're doing a business like, you know, inspiration like Positive Angela, yes, do your thing. If you're a content creator, influencing people, motivating them, do your thing. But if you just want to sit there and watch girls' asses twerk, how much ass can I see? I had enough ass when I was in my 20s to last somebody for 10 lifetimes. Ain't no different type of ass I need to see. I need to operate maturely in the age that I am in. There's no time for games anymore. Certain things don't amuse me and titillate me anymore. Certain things that I used to do bore me. The truth be told, a chick here in a crop for my birthday, I'm going to blow it up. She slipped me a note, a voicemail, and a, and a text. And I know her professionally. She listens to the shows and she says, well, listen, we're having a little party. We're having a little party. We'd like to know if you want to come. It's me and two of my girlfriends. And yes, we are involved with each other. We're going to give you something that you'll never forget because we respect you so much. You respect me? Are you trying to get me to step out? No. They text me one more time. Are you sure? And I showed her the skirt. She shook her head. <laughs> She's like, yo, they don't know how nuts you are. I'm not into all those things anymore. I only have so much more time on this earth. Yes, it's going to be long, I hope. But I probably got more behind me than I do ahead of me. And right now, I want to enjoy it. I want to be prepared. I want to have fun, but I want to be prepared for anything. And I want to be able to protect myself. I want to go into automatic mode and whatever is necessary and not panic because I have a plan for each of these things. And I'm not afraid to do what I have to do. That's one thing I know about me. I'm gentle. I'm protective. I'm loving. I'm nurturing. You cross me and mine and those who are in my circle, which includes many people here, I do have killer instinct. And if I have to do you and you're coming to do harm at me, and this is not, this is not, this is not tough talk. I don't ever want to do anything like that. I don't even like to fight. To me, boxing is a heavy-handed game of tag. We were, you know, when we drop a little weight on it, whatever have you. But if it comes time for a real fight, I got no problem with that. Don't my knuckles tell you that? My knuckles all scarred up. <laughs> you know what I mean? My finger broke and all this stuff. You know what I mean? I don't like breaking up my hand. 
I did that one time. I ended up in the hospital infection for a week. Intravenous feed me. I don't want that. I'm like Michael Jackson. I'm a lover, not a fighter, but I can I can fight too. And at 60, I'm not so bad. Not what I used to be. But why why should we go there? We should be prepared to do anything because see, when it comes time for combat, when it comes time to defend yourself, you don't know the mentality of the person who's coming at you. It could be somebody mentally sick. It could be somebody having a bad day. I could look like the dude who took this man's life. And he knows I'm not that, but now he's like, I'll get revenge on that other dude because you look like him. What makes a person snap who has no history of mental disorder to go shoot up a mall? What will make you snap? What will make me snap? If somebody did something to Mr. Scurve, one of my children, I would snap. You'll see me in a mugshot, or you probably see them probably shoot me down or something like that. Because I'm getting whoever is responsible for whatever, and I'm not stopping. They'll be dead, and I'll be still pumping the inside of them. Rip their head off, do whatever. I'll probably take a bite. I, I would just go crazy. They say the way to not go crazy, crazy is to walk near the line of insanity. And all I've been through and all that I've seen and all that hurt that I've had to deal with in this life. I kept myself near the line of insanity so I know where it is. Okay, there's a line right there. I don't need to cross it. If I go all the way away from it, if I run out, I might run over it and do something. We're all that way. I have my reasons for my self-diagnosed PTSD, right? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not lingering in that, but I'll use it to my behalf. That's why I'm very intense online every day. What if I wasn't doing this every day and I'm thinking about things? I would never do anything stupid. But it's like Mike Tyson back in the day when he was young. They kept him fighting in the beginning every two weeks. Keep him busy. Because with him, the way he was, it's like, we don't know what he's going to do. Plus, he was on medication. I'm not on medication. But I know I have to keep myself busy, keep myself prepared. That makes me feel good, to be mentally sharp. You can, you can stick a mic up the mouth in the middle of the night and say, Lance, talk about this. And I'll be like, yeah, basically, so-and-so back in 1844, so-and-so. That's the way it is. I'm ready. When you're ready, you don't have to get ready because you're always there. So I'm training my mind to, to let go of so many things. And, and I did that with America. I really, really looked at America. And I said, what is this place doing for me? This place is bringing stress to me. This place is not looking out for me. The government is not going to do anything for me. I know this. I am not patriotic because I know there are two Americas and even more than just a two. But I already see what my life will be in this place, be sucked out of life. If I was there now, I know my decline would, would already start to come. And I would be looking more on the good old days than looking forward to the good old days in the future. I'm prepared, but I'm still looking toward my best days in the future. Not saying that, but planning. I'm planning things now that most don't know about. So when you do it, pow, pow it's a shock. But at the same time, this time when I came to Africa, folks were like, the inner circle knew, but, and those who were in the semi-inner circle that didn't know, they're like, well, I'm not insulted. I understand. We didn't get a one-way ticket coming out here. We got a two-way ticket, a return flight. We spent more 
Because if we got a one-way flight and they run our names through, so that's that old damn Lance Curve. He might be a problem. We're going to take that plane down. I don't think I'm that important, but like I said, the example of Biggie and Tupac, although I'm older than them, what would they become? What will they be in years to come? So I've been tempted and offered things in the world and all this stuff, and I always refuse them. So you know what? We're going to watch it. People sent out here, and I've said it before, sent out here. That are in the chat room, not now. But I knew they had no money. All of a sudden, they're out here asking other people about me. They got all kind of people out here and all kind of organizations and groups. They get on YouTube and talk righteous. Come, Aquaba, come here. And they say all this good stuff. But most of them are haters. You don't see many of them getting together. And they have these groups that do absolutely nothing. First, when I came out, yes, I'll grab my cameras and I'll come out and I'll I see gossip and wanting to know people's business and who's sexing who. If you notice, I don't get down like that with these people no more. Mostly those who come from where I come from. There are some, yes, but mm -mm, most are frauds. I name names and say things. I got it right up in here. I'll reveal it when I have to. And I'll reveal it on usually the conference line that we're going now, but I'm not going to say it now. I'm going to wrap this down. Does anybody else want to say anything? Miss genre faves, would you want to say anything more? Um, I'm just going to say for us to come to the conference line. I'm going to play a little music and stuff like that. Um, okay, let me see. Have to let go to be Exactly. Have to let go to be free. Did I put the link for the international a conference call line too. Okay, this is the one in America. You can use it freely. But if you're out of the States, there's a list on this page that I just dropped in right now that you can look in a couple dozen countries that you call straight and it will be no cost to you, toll free. If you're in that country, correspond with that number. You can call, you can talk all night with us, right? And it's free. It's not going to be any long distance charges incurred. No way. Be cool. Man, man, yes. So, um, yeah. And then also, like, I wanted to say um, the whole yellow fever. Yeah. They, they required it mm-hmm. when, when I came the first time. And in actuality, I took it. I had no idea what was coming. You know, the first time we came to Ghana, which was uh, April 25th, 2019, we stayed to May 19th. I was like, okay. And you know what? Not to take a chance, but the card that we had to ascertain that I took it, they didn't even have a look at it. They didn't even ask for it. So that bugged me out. So I'm not going to suggest this and have anybody mad at me, but really check if you really, really need it at the airport for those who are coming to Ghana or a country that may require it. I don't think that there was anything in it like the other shots they required later on. Um, it's just like being inoculated when you're a child for certain things. But I'm not going to say it's safe either. 
I know my genes and my genetics, my makeup would go against anything that's coming against me. I'm just like that. But check with that. Make a call to the local airports in your way and see if that's something necessary. And when I'm down near the airport, I'm going to go in and ask. I may not be able to whip out a camera in the airport. Yeah, clip a little audio or something or hide it, but I'm going to ask if that's really necessary here. It's just the yeah. same way when Mrs. Sturr was coming back um, from America and there was this noise about taking this and taking that and she didn't have to take nothing. She just had to get this, uh, it was a document there, but she didn't have to take anything to come back. And see, somebody's will lie to you right. I went to the airport before and I spoke to two guys there and a lot of them, it works something with you under the table to avoid certain things. I'll say that much. This is toward the end of a long video, so I'm not going to find that one part. I researched that. I found that out. There's always somebody, hey, bro, let me talk to you for a second. <laughs> you flash a little money. T tell you something. Let me ask you something. And he was like, you call me when you know your wife arrives, and I will take care of everything. If is required at the time that she comes in. So I'll any of y'all coming, I'll go right on back and find me somebody that I can meet you at the airport with and we'll do business. I'm not saying me do business with you, but I'll take care of whoever is that to take care of. And he said, I'll go inside and walk you right on through. I'm like, cool. We didn't need it. But it's nice to know because that's what they do here. There's, yeah, there's I'm, not, I'm not taking it. I'm not because I'm I was thinking about <laughs> flying into uh, flying into Benin or Togo or Ivory Coast and just cross and then the border, just walking through. Yes, That's that was one of the places we had. Use their airport. Yeah, yeah, and coming across the border, that makes a lot of sense. We 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 spoke on that. That was one of the things that you know, because she said, "I'm gonna come over there and get turned around and go back." I said, "Nah, if, it's, if I find it like that, you go to Togo, even if you have to Nigeria." You know what I mean? Even right. if you have to go there. Right. Mm -hmm. Just go to Nigeria and then take an Uber or whatever. And then they just, because the countries are like right next to each other. And yes. yeah, yes. you don't need to take yeah. any vaccine to go to Ghana. If you don't, if you don't want to, you just right. get a, a flight to a different country that shares a border with Ghana. And just once you drop, once you land, you just, you know, you can walk right. People, the locals walk in and out every day. Nobody's standing on the border. There are no cops, nothing. Just walk straight into Ghana, get a taxi and go to the yeah. city center or wherever. Hotel. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, right. not, I'm not taking any because I, yeah, I, I have sickle cell. I'm not okay. you know, going to take anything that I don't really, it don't make no sense. The locals don't take any type of vaccines. They just, you know, you see them in the videos. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and, and again, I say to everybody in their preparation, because the world is getting to be the way it is. And like we had the show with Sister Oyala where they, we shared the information that um, they're saying, and I can't say it outright because they're monitoring certain words together, AI, and they'll probably shut this video down. But let's just say it like this. There's a party that's going to start in Brazil. Um, in 2025, they already have the party favors to, to deal with it. But how do you know that something's going to happen there and already have something so you know what that's all about? That may happen. 
maybe it's hearsay, but it was through reputable sources. Um, have that going on. And this test run that we had before, the reason why we had to wear a mask. Well, what's coming next? Not fear mongering, but look at how the world changed a whole lot. Let's not forget the tension and the stresses that we had. And it was like this. It was almost like we got out in the nick of time. It was happening before, but we had already sold our homes in 2019. And boom, here comes the stuff. Full-fledged, we had to stay for months and keep pushing back the tickets. Borders ain't open yet. Okay, let's reschedule. Let's reschedule. Let's reschedule. I'm still doing shows. Mrs. Skirt was still working. I wasn't on my job. I was still recovering from malaria when I had when I came here. It was a mess. Not knowing. And seeing the world close up like that. So my thing is have a plan that if something really jumps off, that you know where you're going to be. And where you know where you find yourself pretty much is where you're going to stay when they lock down this world again. And if you can't move, maybe it's not good for you to move. Maybe it's good for you to stay where you are. Make amends with certain family members that you're not speaking to because when crap hits the fan, it's going to force you to deal. And if you can't, get with people who are like-minded and really say to yourself, hey, how are we going to make this thing work? You may have to live all up under the same roof and help each other out with what little you have. We don't know how the finances are going to go with this financial reset into digital. Because we don't understand the whole digital thing is digital. People say, oh, it's digital now. We're cashless now. I use my credit cards, my debit cards. I use checks. We don't use any cash anymore. The bank's punching the numbers and send money to, and they give you, no, that's not digital. Digital is worse. Digital is where you will allocate your funds from a job to a card to a whatever it is, and they will control that. They'll render cash useless. They'll be like, by this certain time, if you have any cash, you better turn it in. Unless you want to use between yourselves and it's not going to be worth anything. Because you can't take it back to the bank. So when it's digital, if you got a big mouth like me on social media and I say things you don't like, they can penalize me. Fellas, if you're out there playing around and you're not strapped up, and you get somebody pregnant. Don't think you're going to have to go through the courts once they get tested that you are the father. The courts will just take the money out. You can't run around and tell your boss, well, pay me under the table, whatever. It won't be none of that. No side hustles like that. You ain't going to do no drug deals with no in a digital cash system. All these things we do, we're going to have to barter. We're going to be forced. We're going to be forced to dealing with each other. Direct. You got one of these, well, I'll trade you one of these for 10 of these, right? Whatever, whatever. We're going to have to do each other a basic human level because there'll be no money. That's the only way we'll get out of that system, off the grid and out of that system. And we might have a card or, or whatever and we not stay on the system. Whatever you spend it on, know exactly what you spend it on. They may limit you from certain things. The governments will control you. It will seem like something of convenience after the scary crash happened and they, they, they eradicate the dollar and it's no more. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? Oh, we're going to suggest this and we'll eat it up. 
the same way we ate up. Yes, please go after Bin Laden. He, he dropped the Twin Towers. Please get him. Oh, my God, this can happen again. They did that controlled demolition. So you can be scared, so you can cheer it on as they go out there in the Middle East looking for more oil. And they go after Saddam Hussein. They ain't have nothing to do with it. And the Bin Laden were allowed to fly, to fly on out when the whole air space was closed. What's up with that? The government's shady. They're criminals. I'm not defending Donald Trump, but every president that we've known ever since I was born. John F. Kennedy was cool. Jimmy Carter was cool. But they still have to know things that we don't know. If they were really for us, Jimmy Carter was from Georgia, a peanut farmer, right? He's around enough black people. He didn't stand up for us and say nothing. He might have said a few kind words that they get in and get out. Barack Obama, who all these people, black people loved, had two terms, got in and got out. He was there for a long time. What did he do for you? If he was like this, ow, he did something for you. Latino, yeah, most likely the white Latinos. So we can't trust in government. Let me shut up. Let's go on over to the conference line. And um, oh yeah, we know that Gifty. <laughs> yeah, he's much better. You know, I'm I'm, I'm learning to uh, appreciate some of the things that he said, but I know him at the core. He grew up in a place called Jamaica Estates, not too far from where I grew up from in Richmond Hill. And right next to the Jamaica borderline, you go down his side and make a left. You go works for terrorists, and they have all these any mansions, and that's where he was raised at first. That's where the house of his father bought. You know what I mean? The only thing I could, the humor that I find in him, him only common thread is that he's a New Yorker. So I understand like the thought process. He just just doesn't give a damn. You know what I mean? So it's like I get like that too, but not like him. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no, not like that. But listen, y'all. Come on over to the, um, yeah, and they're all Masons. You're right. You know what that means, you know? Ain't nothing good in that. I don't care who I insult. I'm telling you, if they were for us, it would be different. But they're not. They're the membrane between the oppressor and they have our face and they can work between us and dupe us and guide us a certain way and whatever. They ain't for us. They ain't for us. They're out here in the crowd too. It's all over the world. Trust me. So anyway, um, let me, yeah, Walmart is, um, oh, oh, uh, Jean, it's, it's an honor and a pleasure. We still have to do our um, dedicated show. And I want you to, um, you know, share a bunch of your wisdom. You know, Master Glam yourself, Sister Yala, all, all everybody here. Gifty here, Sweet D, how you doing, Sweet D? Yes, exactly. He was a planner, didn't do anything. So all of us, Sweetberry, 32, all wonderful, full of knowledge, and, and you understand where I'm coming from when I speak. You know, um, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the best, but I just try to do my best and stay consistent and do what I have to do because it's all love. Somebody got to show some daggone love in this world. I ain't looking for nothing for nobody. I just want to be able to create and do my thing and keep balancing my life and Keep Miss Scurve happy and keep all y'all happy and keep my balance and keep myself happy, which doesn't take much to keep me happy. The amount of time that I spend here, you know it don't take much. I just like doing what I do. And um, like I said, for the time that I'm here on this earth, I just want to thank you all for just being here. And um, it's a phenomenal ride. The years and years that we've been here together, 
It's a phenomenal ride. It doesn't matter if you came later, came early, or back then. Some coming, going, court attitudes. But I can't bother with that. I just have to keep on my mission and keep throwing punches until the fight is over. And it's not over until the fight is over for me. And still, somehow, someway, I'll be doing stuff from the beyond. <laughs> right? So let me um hit some music. And um, God, let me. I, I, I took down that. Okay, let me. um. Where, where's the number? Where's the number? Where is the number? I gotta scroll a little bit up. That's a lot of scrolling because we got some a lot of comments going on up in here. Um oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that video. I have them all up. I'm gonna download it. I'll clip it off and I'll start putting it using it again. I have a lot of those types of things to do. Um, yeah, man, that was a perfect song. The way she sung it. I met her in Maryland. Um, we were there and like I said, you know, I'm always whipping up the camera, y'all. <laughs> so it's something that I always do. And I caught that moment. It was just so beautiful. Matter of fact, I want to reach out to her. Maybe I can get on the show and, and sing a little bit and entertain us a little bit with the soul, you know, because we have souls. The enemy has spirit. And that's it. And their spirit's not worth anything on the cosmic level. Here's the number again. I'm going to sign off, play some music, and uh, we're going to do a thing. For those who don't know, now you know. Go to the Patreon and um anything. I, I shoot for five dollars, dollar twenty-five a week. I've been putting the conference uh, uh line calls up there, usually like up to five hours of one I put up. Last night was phenomenal. It's on Patreon now. That was six hours and sixteen minutes, right? And the other short things that we do there, which I just haven't had a chance to do the daily thing, it's just been the conference calls, but I will be putting up stuff really rough. I'm gonna spice up the language, I'm gonna do things I can't do. Uh, on YouTube. You know what I mean? It's like young girls, sometimes they go out with their girlfriends and they put their clothes they really want to wear in the bag. And like, yeah, mommy, I'm going to spend the night over there. And they cut a fool somewhere else <laughs> trying to act like an adult. <laughs> well, when we get to Patreon, I'm going to be raw on purpose. I'm not going to be like, like, like profane. I'm just going to use spicy language and I can go in on certain factions and certain people and I don't have to really think about, oh, the line is there and I can't cross it. And they always try to find a way. So Patreon, y'all, uh, I'm going to flash this banner. I'm going to play some music in a little while. But you all can go to the conference line from now. Um, you can stay. But if you do come in and you're not talking, mute yourself. Because that little bit of background noise picks up a whole lot. You know, um, I could tell you some stories about that I have already. But we're going to have fun. We're going to have a deep, deep conversation. And we don't have to worry about holding our tongue. Let it flow. Let it flow. Anyway, just want to let you know. Call that number 321-521-2515. You should have it locked in your phone at all times because you never know. You don't have to do a show to go into the conference line. So if I put the word out there like that, there's somebody that just popped in. Um, you can go in there anytime. It's always open. So anyway, let me get myself together to come on over there. And I'm looking forward to it. And uh, it's been a beautiful, beautiful show. Thank you so much. Peace. I'll be there soon. I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the head. I see the things that they do way less than they say.
Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Can't be a real, might get you canceled the whole system need to dismantle Cop a treat like the utmost wanted Trying to rule the block but don't know what goes on it News got a story with a new take on me Carrying out the window with the screw face on me But I know that God love me when my burn 95 degrees and I can't get sunburned Wonder when your government don't make me legal Burn the whole city if I can't be equal Get off my please Brad I earn that 400 years how you still ain't learn Take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread uh, Yes sir, uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat I see the things that they do, way less than they say Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Shout out to the trying to gentrify the genre Tell them free my middle finger to your honor In the days coming down the seconds on the timer Goofy still trying to purchase that designer About to buy learn to grow my own food Cause I don't like the look they give me in the Whole Foods And when you stay ready, you ain't gotta get ready But it ain't on me now, I'm limping cause my heavy But ain't sweet, think we thin My whole attitude on MC Ren It's my neighborhood now, Bob, I bought that 400 years, how you still ain't caught that? I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat I'm trying to do more for the soul, way less for the bread uh, Yes sir, uh, I take pack to the lung, kill the stress to the heat I see the things that they do, way less than they say Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out Cause it's a war on the real, baby, look outside uh, A war on the real, baby, look out
John Hawkins showed up in our country, telling us of a land filled with luxury. He said, black man, follow me to America. There you'll find more gold for your labor. Our foreparents were tricked onto his boat. Since that time, we've been wrestling with the gold. We landed here. In Jamestown, Virginia, for a hundred years to suffer. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. <laughs> When the slave master wanted to have some sport, he would heap on our parents' cruelties of the worst sort, burn them at stake, hang them on trees. His ears were deaf to our parents' pleas. Though you were pregnant, black woman, you pull the plow like a horse, like a dog, even a cow. He filled your womb with his wicked seed. His half-white children you were made to breed. Oh, my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is a black man hell. Called Negro, open up your eyes. Black man everywhere is on the rise. He has kicked the white man out of Asia, and he's going fast out of Africa. With every ounce of strength and breath, his cry is give us liberty or give us death. The whole black world has their eyes on you to see what the so-called Negro is going to do. So, my friend, it's easy to tell. Our unity will give the white man hell. God made a promise to Abraham. His seed would be a stranger in a foreign land. They would suffer and be afflicted for hundred years. But he will come and away their tears. Our God and Savior, Allah has come. He has declared the white man's day is done. He has given us a divine messenger, one prophesied to come. His name is Elijah. We now can stand up the whole world to tell our God has come to give us heaven and take the devil in 
Why are we called Negroes? Why are we deaf, dumb, and blind? Why is everybody making progress, yet we seem to be lagging so far behind? Why are we mistreated? Why are we in this condition, stripped of our names, our language, our culture, our God? and our religion. Here in America, all of our religious training has been gotten by the preacher. He has told us of a heaven way up in the sky that we can't join now, but rather after we die. But all of the years that we are living, for us there's nothing but hell, pain, torture, and misgiving. Yet the Bible speaks of a heaven filled with material luxury, which the white man and the preacher has right here, so we see. So my friend, take it for what it's worth. Your heaven and your hell is right here on this earth. So let's check back into history, which rewards all research and tells us plainly before the white man gained entry to the east, he was living in the caves of Europe, a ravenous beast, eating juniper roots and eating flesh raw, till God sent Moses to civilize him and teach him the law. Then following Marco Polo, an explorer, he gained entry into Asia and Africa. From China, he took silk and gunpowder, from India he took jute, manganese, and rubber. He raped Africa of her diamonds and her gold. From the Mideast he took barrels of oil untold. Raping, robbing, and murdering everything in his path. The whole black world has tasted of the white man's wrath. So my friend, it's not hard to tell. A white man's heaven is a black man's hell. America, we were living in the east by the Nile River. We were living in luxury, enjoying freedom, justice, and equality. We wore silken robes and slippers of gold. We were the wealthiest and the wisest people, I'm told. Now we are the poorest of the poor. Nobody wants us at their door. So my friend, it's easy to tell. White man heaven is black man hell. When the white man came to America, he told the Indian, I am your white brother. He said, Red man, I'll treat you the best. 
yet and still he pushed the Indian further west with his white woman and fire water. Tricks and lies, he stole America, original owner of this nation, is cooped up on a reservation. So, my friend, it's easy to tell white man heaven, black man hell. He needed someone to work the land. His back was too weak. He needed you, black man. So he commissioned Sir John Hawkins to commit the world's most grievous sin to take a man who's born to be free and bring him down to slavery to sell a man as merchandise on his body put a price oh my friend it's easy to tell white man hell is black man hell